This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen. I'm Fro, one of your co-hosts of this show. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Hey, we have some some important news. We have uh, uh, switched our SoundCloud uh, address uh, this week. Uh, we did it in the middle of the week, so sorry for all you people that got the message that uh, we, <laughs> we're we not here anymore. Uh, but yeah, we got the new SoundCloud address. What is that SoundCloud address, Lou? Uh, well, soundcloud.com forward slash another digital citizen. Pretty easy. Uh, we just changed it over from frozen name. Because Fro wanted me to, I'm not really sure why. Kind of, we should have done it now instead of in the middle of the week. But I didn't really think yeah. about it. I was super busy this week. I was being crazed, and I didn't even notice that it didn't just automatically redirect all the podcasts. Um, yep. We did. I mean, listenership isn't way down, but uh, and actually, last week's show somehow got a ton of views, like on Monday, and or not last the week before last week's show got a ton of views instead of this week's show. So I'm wondering if people ended up listening to the wrong show from last week or what happened there. But, yeah, new SoundCloud. But the RSS, if you're connected through iTunes or anything else like that, the RSS is the same. So uh, tech talk, as they say, nobody gives a crap about this. (laughs) That is 110% correct. Uh, your week has been very busy uh, with work. My work has uh, my week has not been busy with work, but with TV, I, I've I've have seen too much TV this week. I've seen too much TV to be in the middle of summer. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean we're getting t- close to the summer sweeps. We're going to cover that next week and everything. So, and it, right now is also kind of in the middle of that where all the old shows are ending so we're going to talk a lot still this week a lot about a a lot of finales but then there's a lot of new shows that are starting all at the same time it's just how tv works so not surprised that both of us kind of saw a lot of tv this week and it's it's a it felt uh, like uh, tv said hey hold my bear i'm going to give you two of your most anticipated shows of uh, of the year on the same week. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> I pre- I appreciate it, but 
you given me a lot of TV to watch, and then like Netflix came out with a lot of things, and oh gosh, this week. But uh, other than that, has your week been okay? Oh uh, yeah, just super busy, um, just making money and working on things around the place and helping out my parents with things and whatever this and that. Um, last week I did mention. We were talking about Larry Flint, and I think I said he was dead, and I looked it up. Larry Flint is definitely not dead. Oh. Yeah, so there's a correction for from last you week's know show. What? I have a very funny very funny story about that. Many, this is many years ago, where we, I was talking to some friends of mine, and we were talking about the Beatles, how people like have died in the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And I go, and I go, yeah, it's very sad about Ringo Starr. And then people go, I go like, Ringo Starr isn't dead. And I go, yes, he is. <laughs> and, 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 and my friends like, like, no, John Lennon then, uh, is, is then uh, dead. Yeah, and Ringo Starr. I said, <laughs> I'm 100% sure Ringo Starr was dead for some fucking reason. I have absolutely no clue. It's probably because they only, like, as far as, like, the Beatles that you think about being alive that are, like, known in society, it's Paul. Because that's what everybody, so you probably just forget that Ringo Starr is alive because the other two are dead. uh, Mm. And these two are alive, but Paul's the one that's out there in the public eye. So you guys kind of, I can see how you would totally make that mistake, but... (laughs) The funniest thing is, I knew Ringo, like, Ringo Starr, in my head, I always thinking I think of him from this show Shining Time Station before I even saw him in any kind of Beatles thing. Because when I was a little kid, that was on TV. Do you ever see Shining Time Station? Never even heard about it. I think it's where Thomas the Tank Engine came from originally, or maybe it's the other way around. Hmm. I'm not really sure. Somebody send us uh-huh. if if anybody knows the origins of Thomas the Tank Engine versus Shining Shining Time Station. Uh, let us know at another digital citizen at gmail.com. Yeah, I know that the Ringo Star has one of the voices of, of Thomas uh, Tank Engine. I, the, I knew that. In Shining Time Station, he played the conductor. Uh, right. it, it, Shining Time Station was part live action, was mostly live action. And then it had okay. the Thomas stuff as, like, the cartoon section of the show, kind of? Like, they'd be mm. like, oh, let's run a Thomas cartoon during Shining Time Station. And then I think Thomas maybe became a spinoff, but I'm wondering if maybe Thomas was at the same time. I'm not really sure. Huh. Parallel uh, Thomas universes. Right, and Ringo Starr was, like, this. he was the conductor, but he was, like, I don't know, eight inches, uh, ten inches tall. And he could dis- yeah. uh, appear and disappear all the time. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, he still he still does that. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> Appears and <that> disappears. <laughs> hey, talk about stra- strange things. Yeah. Okay. No, you go ahead. Uh, Trump was visiting the UK this week. I've heard something about that. Wow, it looks was like, over there. Looks like Google Docs has changed up their link thing uh, uh, just today, apparently. Uh, for me. Okay. Oh, interesting. 
Uh, you see the Google Docs update I'm talking about here when you go to the links? Yeah, I, I did. Okay, yeah, I did. it wasn't there yesterday, so that oh. just happened today. Um, interesting. We're breaking oh. news. Google Docs update. <laughs> Everybody cares about this news. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about technology a little later. Right. Uh, I think he's still over there. Trump is over in England, right? Yeah, because today is D Day, uh, seventy-five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, we've got to celebrate that for some reason. Why the fuck would you want to celebrate that? D Day. Yeah, that's not that's a good, good thing. thing. Yeah, but it's not a good thing to celebrate. It's when all these people die. Uh, Don't celebrate people it's, dying. It's not the celebration. It's more a remembrance. There you go. That sounds more like it. Right. That flyovers, it was fucking awesome. And the queen held, held a speech and everything. Wait, she can still do a speech? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I just Sweet. see her and I yeah. just, I've, I've just assumed she is not very um, all together there anymore just because of how uh, her her age. But I, that, I may just be a, being ageist there, as they say. Oh, yeah, you definitely are. She, uh, she looks awesome. She's like, oh, you know, I didn't think I was going to be here, but our generation is the top of the generation. Yeah, that's my best queen of the UK. Everybody from the UK is going to send me angry letters now. Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Stop doing the queen. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there was a Trump baby blimp. Uh, in the sky as uh, protesters uh, begin in London. That was fun to see the angry, uh, angry Trump. Baby. All right, it's, we've <laughs> covered it before on the show. This is not the first time right. they've brought it out. Um, but I, I was to understand that something happened where uh, somebody stabbed it while it was flying around. So it got really? it got popped yesterday. Yeah, uh, somebody. Oh. While it was flying around the crowd, somebody, probably a Trump supporter, stabbed it with something. I don't know if it's been fixed yet or not, but that's what I had heard. I, I'm going to be controversial, but uh, let's uh, read the news first. Uh, then there was a giant penis. That was also kind of fun. I, I showed you this. I, I found uh, there's a... How, how do I describe it? It's an acre kind of thing. Uh, it's a, uh, it's like on the field, and it's made out of like people uh, uh, cutting the grass, and they, it says "Oi Trump," and it's a picture of a massive, massive dog. Uh, yeah, it says high school students carve the giant pe penis into uh, a high school student uh, carved the giant penis into his family's uh, spacious lawn. Uh, to give a big resistance hello to the president who flew over m Monday. So the, uh, mm. I guess this can be easily seen from air and is just minutes from Lunder London Stanted Airport where Trump landed. So this guy kn knew that it was going to be a thing. I guess actually if you go over to his Twitter, there's a lot more because he also... It, there's more mowing happening, it seems like. If you look down at this Twitter, there's one oh, that yeah. says... Change is real. It says climate change is real. 
it, it's uh, separated by a road, the climate and the change, so it kind of looks strange, but yeah, it does. And then there's a bear, which is, I don't understand the the significance of the bear, but... Hmm. Maybe a polar bear, because of the climate change. That could be it, okay. I was, think, I, I was yeah. thinking, for some reason it looks like uh, the bear on the California flag... Uh, so for some reason I was making that connection, but I think it's because I'm American. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, last but not uh, uh, la- last but not least, there was a very handsome toilet robot. It's a 16 foot tall talking robot of Donald Trump sitting on a golden toilet. Uh, took up residence at uh, Lon- London's Trafalgar Square. Right. Is that how you say it? Trafalgar Square. There you that's, go. That's yeah. Okay. yeah, Trafalgar Square. Uh, and it just looks like, I mean, it looks like a little kid Trump, maybe? Like, you know, mm. almost in like a British school kid's outfit, you know what I mean? Kind of like yeah. ACDC kind of school outfit, like that guy on the ACDC wears. Uh, I don't see the golden toilet, though. Do you, like, I don't, maybe it's just not a very good angle that any of these pictures are at. No, I think it's golden, like, the, the rim of it is golden, but it doesn't really look like that, no. It looks more like a pot than a toilet, like yeah, a old yeah. school, like, like they'd go to the bathroom during, like, the ages of uh, King <laughs> Arthur or something like that, yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be very controversial and say this is, maybe it's controversial, but I think this is just a little stupid. I, I, I do think there's something called freedom of expression and things like that. But to be honest, don't you really have anything better than like doing this against Trump? Like he does not care. He's so powerful and he's so like he was asked on a press conference that about it uh, today or yesterday. Uh, I know it was yesterday. Yes, and he's like, uh, he he didn't at all like care about it. That's not what happens. So, uh, yesterday in an interview, he said, uh, "I didn't see any protests. Uh, I think it's just fake news. I think there were actually more people out there supporting me uh, that I saw than than there were protests. I I, I don't think there were right. any protests. So he just denied that there were seventy five thousand people out in London." And somehow he just said, nope, it wasn't real. He just lives in a world of denial. (laughs) It's not really a world of denial. I I really don't think he cares. Well, that is literally being in denial. If you're saying that something that is real, that is happening right outside, that you can see, and then you say, no, it's not real. That's being in denial. (laughs) Hmm. Is it not creating your own... Uh, narrative kind of thing in your own head you know? yeah if yeah. It, it, creating your your own narrative in your own head is living in denial that's they're, they're the same thing those are the exact same thing okay yeah okay yeah no i'm not a big uh, trump supporter i just i just think they could use their time to do better things like, well, like we well, said the trump baby blimp has been around for what like four or five or not no, at least like a year and a half, if not two years, right? 
Right. Something like that, yeah. Well, right. I was going to say longer than that, but it, yeah, it, it could only have been a couple of years at this point. So, mm. yeah, I mean, it, this wasn't something they had to go and invest in or anything. They already had it li- lying around. They just f- flew it. No, but it's the time used on this. It's, it is like, for me, it's extremely childish. I, I, I know that's maybe... I think that's the whole idea, for... though, is they're kind of pointing out also mm-hmm. that Trump is childish, right? I mean, <laughs> the little kid on the toilet and a baby, they're, they're right. saying, look how childish uh, this man is. But you're right, they, they themselves are also acting childish slightly. But I yeah. think you got to understand the British sense of humor, where it's like if somebody f- is feeling like, if there's a person who's like feeling all high and mighty, the British mm. sense of humor is knock them down a peg. And I think that's what this right. is more than anything. But I think I think, uh, and I said this to a British friend of mine, uh, and I I think the same people without be there uh, protesting Clinton, and that's that maybe uh, maybe also very controversial to say, but it's like people always have something to complain about. Like uh, that's why democracy doesn't work because well. Not perfectly, at least, because you will never be a hundred percent agreed with whatever you vote for, or you will never be a hundred percent happy with the result. Like you see that with Brexit and Donald Trump and everything else. And then I'm, I'm. Uh, there was even like protests, lot of protests in in the UK when Obama was president as well, and he came as as uh, as present coming out there so i'm i'm just saying that for me it feels like they are kind of protesting just to protest yeah maybe uh, i mean i saw a lot of from the footage i saw of the protests there i saw a lot of anti-war uh stop uh, attacking iran stop attacking uh, palestine these kind of signs you know what I mean? So mm. I think it's already an anti-war faction of people probably that are already protesting that. And Trump represents, and Obama did as well, the U.S. war machine. So maybe that's what they're protesting, uh, those kind of mm-hmm. people. So th- in that way, I understand it. I don't think necessarily they're protesting the Trump pres- presidency as much as they're protesting Trump's state visit. You know what I mean? Right. Meeting with the Queen and everything else like that. I think they don't see him as a dignitary. I don't think a lot of people in the world probably see him as a digni- a dignified dignitary or whatever, you know what I mean? So, uh, I think he's calmed down. But I, I think that's also kind of apathy, to be honest. We, we've gotten used to it. <laughs> Right. Like, I, mean, I, 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 I don't think he's calmed down at all. I think, yeah, I think you may be getting used to the the Trump. It's a little bit of, what do they call it? A Stockholm Syndrome. Trump Stockholm Syndrome. Right. Maybe. No, I, I don't love the man. Don't get me wrong. But right. you, you said there was some news about uh, Biden this week as well? Oh, that's right. Let me pull that up. Uh... Biden came out today, so this just came out. This it came out two hours ago from the Hill. Uh, so this is breaking news. Biden destroys his entire campaign and will never become president. 
Oh, wait, that's not what it says. It says, Biden campaign confirms he supports abortion ruling. Wait, what? Uh, oh, that's the same thing as the, what I just said. Okay. Biden's campaign uh, did say that Biden would be open to repealing amendment if abortion access currently protected under Roe versus Wade was threatened. So former, Bi former Vice President Joe Biden's presidential campaign confirmed that he still supports a ban prohibiting the use of federal funds for certain abortion services. So, yeah, wow. Biden came out saying he's against funding abortions. Yep. Remember that Christian left, Fro, that we've been talking about the last few weeks? <laughs> yeah. They are really coming out. I saw another show wow. this week when we get into TV I round. Really... Yeah. It's, it's, it's so blatant now. Like, it's really coming more and more forward. It feels, like, very, very, very strange. I, w I just wonder if they're a force to be reckoned with or not, you know what I mean? In the Democratic Party, mm. I mean, as far as the primaries go? Do you think? I think monetarily they probably have a lot of money, the Christian left, but I don't think they're a majority mm -hmm. of the Democratic Party. I think they're a minority, small number of rich people, is my guess. I'm not, I don't, I'm not 100% sure. I... Or more um, southern states, like southern, maybe Christian Democrats, where the state is already a red state that's going to go Trump anyways. I don't think it's going to affect, uh, but it could affect the primary, I suppose. So, yeah. Right. I mean, I can see a lot of, like, southern Christian Democrats um, voting for a Biden or, like, um, or well, I guess I can only see them voting for a Biden. Maybe a Gillibrand, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't see them voting for uh, Kamala Harris on Monday, right? No, yeah, no, so. no, 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 no. Uh, on Monday, uh, Apple's developer conference began. Uh, I watched it. Uh, it was a boring mess, as it always <laughs> is. But I always watch it because I have a Mac. So uh, Apple uh, plans to end. Uh, of iTunes and reveals glimpses of the next era apps and devices. Uh, like I said, it started on Monday. Uh, Chief uh, Executive Officer Tim Cook and other leaders uh, will make keynote presentations worldwide developer conference in San Jose, California to unveil updates of Apple's operating system and new approach to apps. Uh, the changes will showcase uh, Apple's new generation of devices and software. Apple Watches are more independent from iPhones, iPad, but software that reduces needs for laptop uh, uh, apps that run on any Apple devices and grow areas such as argument reality and personal health care management, according to people familiar with the plans. Uh, while developer conference is software uh, focused, the company Oprah Sprinkles new hardware announces this year uh, they showed up, up uh, a new Apple Pro that looked fucking uh, like a toaster. Um, but let's go to what was maybe the most important thing, end of iTunes. iTunes has been a way of Apple uh, users to listen to movies. Uh, watch movies and TV shows, hear podcasts and manage their device for almost two decades. 
this year, Apple finally is ready to move into a new era. The company is launching a trio of new apps for Mac, music, TV, and podcasts to replace iTunes. Uh, matches uh, uh, Apple's media app strategy for iPhones and iPods. Without iTunes, customers can manage their Apple gadgets through the music app. So let me get this straight. Instead of just everything being in one convenient place, they're going to make three different places you have to go to on your computer to try to find things. Yes. How is that more convenient? (laughs) Well... I mean, I know iTunes has become a jumbled piece of garbage because they've updated it so many times. Like, 10 years ago, it was good. Now it's almost impossible to figure out how to um, organize things in a a playlist so that they run in the order you want them to. It's virtually impossible to do that. Um, But I don't see how making three different... It's like the Facebook argument where, like, everything I want as far as... um, messaging and posting things and having groups and everything is on Facebook, but they, Mm. people are all saying, but no, what you really need is Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, and get rid of Facebook. (laughs) And I'm like, why would I want all those things when I have all that stuff in this one place? It doesn't make any sense to me, but that's the way of the future, I guess. I guess so. I I mean, the, uh, the thing is like, I I I feel it's it's more convenient, uh, especially because if if I I use uh, my Apple device, I wish there was a separate one for music, TV, and podcast. Because, uh, like you said, now that it's so bundled together, it's almost incredibly hard to find on iTunes. But with three separate apps. I now can go to the podcast app and listen to my podcast, and I can go to my TV app and watch TV. And I guess so. Listen, like, I mean, well, iTunes. I in, in iTunes, it had the podcast section, the music section, the TV section, the movie section in there. It was still had those sections, oh, yeah. right? So to me, it's a little bit silly. I mean. There's certain things that I would have recommended Apple do first as far as updating things, like maybe put an SD card in your fucking iPad, for Christ's sake. (laughs) Like, why has that not happened yet? (laughs) I know. But, uh, like, like, uh, I I was watching this with someone, and and, um, then they came out with a dark mode for the iPhone, and I was laughing out so fucking loud when they came out with download managing for for Safari, I almost beat myself. Like, how long has that been a ability on fucking Chrome? Since it started? Who uses Safari? No, Nobody. Nobody. Nobody uses Safari. If you use Safari, please contact us at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. We want to talk to you. Yeah, get Chrome. We want to you. Get Chrome. Well, until apparently, what I've been reading is that Firefox is going to do an update pretty soon, and it, yeah. and it's going to make them faster than Chrome. But we'll see mm-hmm. if that actually comes true when the update actually happens. So interesting. But let's go to Sweden because uh, Sweden. Uh, that's how you say it, by the way. You don't say Sweden. You say Sweden. Okay. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, Sweden court rejects Assange's detention request. Tell me about this. According, Sweden has rejected the re- uh, request for Julian Assange to be detained in abstentia, complicating Sweden's hopes of extra uh, extradition and uh, extradi- sorry extraditing the WikiLeaks founder to face trial for rape. Uh, a detention order would not be in accordance with the principle of proportionalities, uh, as Mr. Assange was already serving a 50-week sentence in Britain's Belmarsh pris- prison for skipping bail. Uh, this deci- decision comes a month after Sweden reopened a nine-year-old investigation into the accusations against Mr. Assange in 2010. Uh, he has denied the charges... Uh, Fulfilling the requirements for issuing an arrest warrant, he added, was not legal grounds for a detention order. Um, If Sweden puts forward a a competing extradition extradition request against the United States, the power to decide which takes priority rests with Shavid Javad, uh, the Home Secretary uh, of the UK, I guess. So... Mm. What do you think about this? Is this good? Uh, it's good in the sense of him not... Well, hopefully they're not going to extradite him to Sweden, it looks like. But we've said in the past, like, that could be good or it could be bad <laughs> going to Sweden. Mm-hmm. Right, so... Uh, it's a little confusing as to whether it's good or bad, especially since it's they're still talking about extradition uh, to hold the court case. But they're saying they wouldn't detain him uh, because of the, he's already been in jail for 50 weeks. So they're saying the principle of proportionality, uh, it would not be in, in accordance with the pr- principle of proportionality. Basically saying he's already been detained uh, proportionally to the crime. He's already done the time is what they're saying. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, then uh, a UN expert came out and said Julian Assange shows psychological torture something symptoms. Sorry, UK government urged not to exasperate the WikiLeaks co-founder to the US, where he faces decades in prison. Julian Assange is showing all the symptoms associated with prolonged exposure to psychological torture and would not be extradited in, in, and should not be extradited to the U.S., according to senior U.N. expert who visited him in prison, Nils Meltzer, uh, U.N. special reporter on torture, is uh, excited to make his appeal to the U.K. government on Friday. It comes after Assange and co-founder of WikiLeaks, was said to uh, by his lawyers to be ill by appearing by video link for his latest court hearing uh, on of the case on Thursday. This is very very sad news. Um, Assange has been moved uh, to healthcare, a uh, health uh, ward of Bellamish Prince uh, Prison in London, where he has been serving a 50 years and 50 weeks, Jesus Christ, what is it with me today? 50 weeks sentence for skipping bail while fighting extradition to the US. He's accused of violating the Espionage Act by publishing secret 
uh, documents containing the name of a confidential U.S. military and diplomatic sources. Uh, this is from the guy from the UN. Uh, what was worrying was the psychological side and his constant anxiety. It was perceive, perceive, perceivable, perceivable that he had a sense of being under threat from everyone. He understood what my function was, but it was more he was extremely agitated and busy with his own thoughts. It was difficult to have a very structured conversation with him. Aww. Yes, yeah, terrible. Uh, but the U the UN is saying this UN expert, a torture expert, is saying he should not be extradited to the U.S. because he would not get a fair trial. So, no shit, Sherlock. Not the first UN people to come out and say he should not be extradited to the U.S. They even had come out and said the uh, the UK should have released him a while ago. So, mm -hmm. yeah, no, this is. Extremely sad news. I feel very, 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 very bad for him. And apparently, the okay. UN has no power to do anything. As my, no. is what I'm getting here. No, that's one of the problems with the UN. They have a lot of like talk. Well, what can they do? They don't really have any like force. I guess not. Really behind. I, I mean, behind I always them. thought. I mean, I understand that they're like more of a peacekeeping force, um, or at least that's what they put themselves out as. But right. I, I've always thought that they, like, uh, governments would, when they say something, would at least respond with like, uh, "Oh, this yeah. is why we're not going to do that" or something like that. But they just ignore the UN, like, "Ah, eh, whatever." UN uh, torture experts said that. No big deal. Whatever. We'll just move on. It's not like people read the news. We could have this as a as a discussion one day, but but I think I think the UN has played this role. To to be honest, uh, I I don't see the really a UN council or anything connected to the UN to have special uh, anything special about it. Uh, we're using a lot of money on on absolutely nothing when it comes to the UN. That's my personal opinion about it, at least. But it, it's it's like, uh, I, I just feel extremely sad for him. I mean, it's like he, he has self-tortured himself by keeping himself locked into an embassy, and now, like, they want to continue to uh, uh, punish him for what he thought was going to be a good thing, and I look as was a good thing. It, it, it doesn't seem fair. It does not seem fair at all. I mean, even I Rachel Maddow this week came out in defense of Julian Assange. So we're at that yeah. point where even Rachel Maddow is saying it. Uh, <laughs> That's saying something. Yeah, it is saying a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. Because Rachel Maddow saying anything that is would uh, be against the Russiagate stuff is uh, it's basically like seeing the Loch Ness Monster from. Yeah. You see how I did that transition? Very, that is what very, we call a transition. Very, <laughs> that's a very, very good transition. Because <laughs> the Loch, Minster, uh, Loch Ness Monster could um, actually... Uh, oh, 
Oh, I can't wait. It actually can be a real look. This is a follow-up story to something we covered in the past, Fro. You remember? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Loch, Ness, no, Loch Ness monster may be real after scientists make surprising discovery. If people don't remember, in the past we had covered that these scientists were going to go in here. Uh, and it says here, a research group from University of New, uh, Otoga, New Zealand, found some surprising evidence that would suggest the monster might have existed. Uh, the leader of the team, Neil Gellman, Gemlen, Gemmel, something like that, has explained that mm. they took DNA uh, from creatures that lived in the lake. When they looked at his DNA, they found that there might be evidence that one theory behind the monster in the Loch Ness could be real. We've tested each one of the main monster's hypotheses, and three of them we can probably say aren't right and one might be. Uh, he went on to tweet that the results of the testing will re will be fully released in September of this year. So, if you remember, they were go they were going into the lock, and they were they took the DNA of all the known species in in it. Uh, they tested right. all these different areas, and then checked to see if any DNA was present that wasn't on their list of known species, which would right. give you oh, there must be a, n a not known species in here. And they have found some unknown DNA, suggesting that uh, Nessie is a possibility. That's wow. what this comes down to. Wow, 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 wow. They do also say, yeah. I think it was in the other article I sent you that was about the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. They said that it's possible that it could not be alive anymore, that the DNA was still present, if that makes sense. Um it could have died, and they could still be testing the DNA from its uh, dead body that was uh, still in in the lock. Uh, but it, that doesn't mean that the pictures from, like, the 50s could have been real, and then it died, and wow. now they're testing it, and it doesn't exist. So there, there's a few different options here. The other option is there's something else in there that's not it that is unidentified. So it, it, either way, it's an interesting story. Oh, the next thing you will tell me is that pigs can fly and it's snowing in Australia. Uh, See? Uh, yeah. Also, transitioning. Also. Uh, Australia sees rare, rare snowfall <laughs> in subtropical sunshine state of Queensland. Mm -hmm. The ferocious weather has lashed a 600-mile stretch of coastline in eastern Australia, prompting an emergency, uh, prompting emergency warnings from authorities that as snow fell in Queensland. Uh, residents near the town of Starnthorpe, 135 miles west of Brisbane, or Brisbane, or Brisbane, or Brisbane, uh, had a wintry surprise with the first significant <laughs> snowfall in the state of Queensland since 2015. Uh, forecasters say it was a rare event, which came just three months after Australia sweated through its hottest summer on record. Wow. Right, because they're... Everything... Because it's summer here, it's winter there. you got to remember that. Right, yeah. right. But still, this is fucking wedge. This is so fucking wedge. Well, at least climate change doesn't exist. Yeah, right? definitely it's not a real thing. Those, <laughs> those clay, clay 
Legacy Liberals. <laughs> oh, climate change. <laughs> oh, it's so funny when it's it, it's it's it, it's snowing in the, one of the hottest countries in the world. Oh, it's so good when we're going to drown in polar bear pee. Um, <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I'm not 100% sure how... I mean, they say it's a rare event, but it also says... It's the first significant fall, snowfall since 2015, which really wasn't that mm-hmm. long ago. So I'm not sure how exactly how rare it is. I know it um, it can uh, snow in Australia occasionally. It's not like it's not super abnormal, but um, I think it's the amount of snow that actually fell because it says five centimeters of snow. So usually if it was going to snow there, it'd be a very small amount. And this was quite a bit. I think that's the whole thing in this story. Don't, don't you think you would be shitting yourself if this happened though? Well, cons- well, when it snows here where I live in Oregon, the certain, uh, if it snows a lot, uh, yeah. everything just shuts down and it's not because, uh, people aren't ready for it or whatever. It's because the city doesn't have the equipment to take care of it. Like if you live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the city is prepared with tons and tons of plows and all bags and bags of icing stuff to clean, clean off the roads because it's Minneapolis. They do it every year, but in Oregon, uh, whatever, Portland, Oregon, or some other city, it happens very rarely. We would get so much snow that it, um, stops the city so we're not as prepared as another city that's so if if it happened in australia these this must have just shut down the entire city full stop because i can't imagine they have a single snow plow you know what i mean bro right yeah no i don't think the snow plow business in australia is taking over to be honest (laughs) there's that one guy who's just been waiting for like (laughs) four years since 2015 (laughs) He's like, finally, my time has come. <laughs> they call him Crazy Bob. <laughs> Crazy Bob with a snowplow. He drives a snowplow just to go get groceries most of the time and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there it goes. Crazy Bob again. <laughs> yeah, that's still since 2015. It's the time to come back, Bob. Give it up. Right, and then this comes around and everybody's calling up Bob. Oh, Bob, help me, Bob! <laughs> Bob is apparently oh. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in this story. It's like the same story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, hopefully they had toilet paper enough. What was that, Fro? That was uh, called a helicopter. Another one? Okay. That one yeah. sounded more like yeah. a toilet flushing. With... <laughs> Than the last helicopter that I heard, but nobody else heard. But yeah, well, at least they had toilet paper, right? Yeah. Uh, mm. Millennials apparently um, have a problem with how toilet. Why would millennials have a problem with toilet paper? From explain this to me. I, I, I really, really don't know. But Charmin apparently thinks they do because they created a toilet paper roll for millennials. I don't know why millennials need their own type of toilet paper roll, but it says companies are rethinking how they package food and household goods to accommodate a growing number of Americans who live alone, particularly as millennials delay marriage and having kids. No, we're just not having kids because it's dumb (laughs) because of overpopulation and because it costs too much 
for us. <laughs> and nobody wants to make it with us. And delaying marriage is because, well, it, it, again, marriage doesn't make any sense. It costs more to get a divorce than it does to get married, everybody, just to let you know that. Uh, 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 don't get me. Don't get you started on that one, right? Uh, uh -huh. Among the companies making packaging changes is Procter & Gamble, which have created toilet paper roll design to appeal to people who live in limited storage space areas. Uh, nearly three times the size of a conventional, conventional toilet paper roll, the new Charmin Forever roll is massive <laughs> and can last up to three months for a single person uh, and requires half as much storage space as a conventional roll. I don't think that's yeah. true. How can that be true? I'm I'm going to say something uh, I never heard uh, when I got naked. That is actually too big. It is too big a toilet roll. <laughs> it's just too fucking big. It's it just like it. It's enormous. It says you have to buy um, a starter kit because, of course, like this is a giant toilet paper toilet or. I don't know. You, if you ever go to like a, a store, like, and you go into the stalls, they do have these giant toilet paper rolls there that already exist for like um, businesses. But this is for uh, consumers. But it also so how would you fit this in your normal toilet paper dispenser? Is the question, and it says right. uh, that you have to buy a starter kit. Mm-hmm. And we have a picture of this starter pick, uh, and it's 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 it looks like a lamp stand, and <laughs> and it's made out out of metal, and it goes up, uh, all made of metal, and it has a like a, a metal center, and there you put this enormous roll on it. I mean, I have had car tires that are small smaller than. This fucking toilet paper roll. It says the the starter kit is thirty dollars on its website and includes uh, the stainless steel holder, either freestanding or wall mounted, and three rolls of toilet wall paper. Wall mounted? How the fuck do you have a wall that supports that? I don't know. It would and it would have to stick out. Like uh, I guess it could go sideways, <laughs> bro. It could be like instead of it sticking uh, out the long way, it could go sideways on the oh, wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then still, it would, you'd have to have the amount yeah. of, the correct amount of wall space to fit Jesus it and everything. Christ. This seems like just a ridiculous idea to me. <laughs> it's so big. It's so fucking big. It's, it's, it's like it's, it's the most stupid thing I have ever seen in my life. And the, the, it's specifically being uh, advertised to millennials for some reason, which that yeah. part is the thing that's really confusing to me. Like, I can understand wanting a giant toilet paper roll for people who are, just get sick of changing out the toilet paper roll all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But what does that have to do with millennials at all? A family of 14 kids, I would understand this. Right. Uh, the the lady, uh, the Kate Middleton lady with eight kids. Exactly. Right, right. right. Not Kate Middleton. That's the lady from no, uh, England. What, who am I thinking? Uh, Kate, Kate plus, plus eight. eight. Yeah. Yes. We talked about her before we started recording, funny enough. That's true. Yeah. Yes. 
She's getting a dating show, everybody. Hooray! Yeah, we can't wait to not cover that on the show. (laughs) And never see it. Yeah, it's going to be great to not watch that show. (laughs) It's going to be marvelous. So, uh, talking about people that don't give two shits. Hey, see how I brought it around? Uh, Bernie Sanders had a speech this week. Uh, Yeah, there was a California Democratic Convention. And California is, of course... Very democratic, uh, or very Democrat-centric, uh, obviously. Um, always goes blue during presidential elections. So mo- most all of the candidates showed up to do speeches, except for one Joe Biden decided to not do a speech at this uh, mm. convention. But uh, Bernie Sanders did. So let's go ahead and listen to part of his speech. It was a very long speech, very good speech. But we're going to listen to a part that I thought was... it's kind of, uh, po- it's pointing directly towards uh, corporate Democrats. That's why I wanted to show this part. Right. In three, two, one, go. We have got to make it clear that when the future of the planet is at stake, there is no middle ground. Yay. So we will when he says middle ground, he's talking about centrists, clearly, I think, right, from? Right. Yeah. right. We have got to make it clear that when this country drifts toward oligarchy, there is no middle ground. Large, profitable corporations like Amazon will pay their fair share of taxes. When it comes to health care, there is no middle ground. Health care is a human right, not a privilege. And we will guarantee health care to all of our people through a Medicare for all single payer system. There was a guy that talked crap about Medicare for all during this convention, he got booed off stage. Basically, a woman has the right to control her own life, not the government. Well, that's according to Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, that might have been a bad move on Joe Biden's part for sure. When he, this is his number one uh, opponent, basically. Right. And when it comes to mass shootings and the fact that 40,000 people were killed last year with guns, no middle ground, we will take on the NRA. Yay. And when it comes to criminal justice reform and immigration reform, no middle ground, we will take on the prison industrial complex. Yeah. We will take on racism at the border. I don't know why uh, the corporate uh, Democrats are so against this guy, bro. I wonder why. (laughs) No middle ground. We will finally put an end to a bloated middle military budget and end endless wars. People listening to this podcast are just cheering right now. Okay, we can stop there. (laughs) I mean, that speech gives me, like, goosebumps just listening to yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, uh, did you know that uh, another digital citizen supports uh, Bernie Sanders for his presidential run? If you didn't know, you know now. Hey, Bernie Sanders, uh, uh, another digital citizen, uh, actually supports your presidential run for the Democratic Party for 2020. He came out this week in force. I mean, he was going after everybody this week. I think they they took the leash off uh, and just let him go wild because he was calling out Joe Biden and calling out uh, the media about the whole um, rigged polls. The one we even pointed out where it was they polled only people above 50. He, he called that out this week right. and everything else. So uh, he is on a roll this week. Uh, we'll see where it goes from Oh, here. he's getting ready. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's getting ready. Uh, what is Trongel going to tell the truth about this week? Uh, that our rights can be removed. This is Trump account of the truth. This segment I started to make four times. Yes, four or five. I stopped it, deleted it, and started again. So why is it difficult, you may ask? It's Pride Month. My original statement was talking about LGBT and how good this month is to celebrate the, the rights they have. Well, more and more countries in the world have gay marriages. It's very good. And a lot more focus on the harassment of the LGBT community. But I'm still afraid. I'm afraid because we have seen a reverse things of laws in the United States. We thought that abortion was a right. But that right had been more and more destroyed thanks for Christian conservative assholes in the United States. But there can still be more. If you think abortion was the only thing, well, what happened when you go after gay rights? Because that can happen. Gay rights, LGBT rights, sorry, I'm using mixing the word there, are on the rise. But they also can be destroyed. In Europe, we have two countries like Poland and Bulgaria and, or, and Hungary. Those three, three countries, I mean, and those three countries are not very good when it comes to this rights. You could go to the Balkan. Gay people not very popular in Serbia either. So you can go to the Middle East. Countries we're dealing with, like Saudi Arabia, other countries like Iran, but also most conservative Islamic countries don't have gay rights. That should be a warning lesson for all of us. Like women's rights, like fight against racism, the battle isn't over yet. When people try to fight against gay rights, they always do something camouflage. They call it like religious freedom. When people say religious freedoms, it's only the freedom to discriminate, discriminate every person you don't like, like anyone else than people, <laughs> than like pants are. Religious rights are never rights. They are pure fucking fascism. When people talk about Christianity, their the right to believe, they do usually say the right to believe that we can control other people, like women, like LGBT people, like everyone else. And they do that by cheating in the election and getting judges. There are still more elections coming up, locals and national elections. In Norway, we have a local election this this autumn. There are elections now going into Denmark. It can go the right way, but it also can go in a quite different direction. The European Parliament election last week was a good time for Liberals and Greens, but 
you never know, never know what's coming coming up ahead. So I'm, I'm pleading to you this time. Please vote. Please fight for the right. Don't sit on your sofa. Because if you think there are better time to there are better times to vote, no, there's no better time than now. Go and vote. If you don't vote for yourself, vote for all other people who need your vote and your, your voice. That's this was Trump the Trump tells the truth. That was uh, Trump telling the truth. Thank you that for that uh, Trump. I suddenly became very Norwegianer. <laughs> Thank you, Tron. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, what if it is a show that we watched? Uh, this is the last week we are going to watch one and one episode. Where we're going to tell you right now, we fucking hate this show. <laughs> so we decided to watch the whole rest of uh, the season all seven other episodes, if I'm not 110% per uncorrect. Eight. Eight. Yep, ten yeah, e- yeah. we're in the second episode, ten episodes all together. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to watch eight more episodes of this uh, and tell you how bad it is next week. But uh, why are we stop covering this? Well, let's go into it. What if episode two? All right, I got a description. Uh, What now is the name of the episode? Life speeds up and threatens to spin out of control. As Imogen's big news gets out, Sean faces the past. Lisa confronts Anne, who dares her to waver. That's that's the whole description of this episode. (laughs) There's a lot more that happened that had nothing to do with this storyline. Yeah, because... It took a interesting premise and said I, I said uh, last week that it's kind of soap opera ish. This week they said no, it's not kind of soap opera ish. It is a fucking soap opera. <laughs> See, I, I felt I I understand what you mean because there's like multiple storylines happening at once. They're all like right. co. They all, they're all in the same place, but they're not really related to the storylines and everything, and I can understand that. But I s- didn't see it so much as soap opera-y as I saw it um, as... What's a good word for it? As trying to in p- grab a, a different audience than what... Like, there's the main story, and that grabs one audience. And then you have mm-hmm. the story of the the couple who's the married couple and their, their kind of struggle, the, the one has, uh, cheated or whatever. And the, the husband doesn't know about it. There's that story. And that's trying to grab another audience. And then you have the two gay guys story and that's trying to grab a third audience. So it's more of like a diversifying the audience more than like, cause those stories have nothing to do with the main story, basically. No. Um, but, having those stories in there with the main plot, it can uh, garner a different audience than if you just had the main story by itself. The problem is those stories don't work with the main story. So it's clear that they're just trying to do it to uh, bolster their audience to try to get Mm -hmm. different viewers that they wouldn't have gotten with just the initial story, which is, which is a decent like concept for a story you add on add on top of it all this other 
garbage that has nothing to do with it, and it just it doesn't make any sense as a show. Yeah, and remember when we're supposed to hate this guy because he uh, he's such a douchebag? They backtrack so much on that this this episode. They're trying to make him uh, look cool and hip again, and I'm like. Is she that fucking stupid? Are we supposed to think she's that fucking stupid? Is she... Who are you talking about? When you say she, like, who do you mean? Oh, the main lady. The, 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 the main the, character. Okay. Yes, the, 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 the lady that got uh, the money. Right. Right. Uh, and, and, and her husband or uh, uh, that did something... Or Renee Russo. I want to call her Renee Russo. That's not what's her name. That's not her. Did I say Renee Russo last week? Or no? I think that was when we were talking before the show, right? It was. <laughs> I mean, I messed you up. It, you, I, I yeah. mixed that up in your head, so it was my fault. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it was, it was actually Luke's fault this time. Uh, yeah, Renee Renee Selwager. I meant, but but and that's that's one of the main problems. It's like he he. It ends on the last episode where where we're supposed to not like him anymore, and this episode he's back to being the Tushi Gushi good one. Well, I didn't uh, think we were not then. supposed to like him. I thought we were supposed to see him as somebody who had been broken by this lady. Like, he was perfect, and then this Renee Zellweger broke him. Uh, that's right. what I... I didn't see it as we were supposed to hate him or anything uh, at the end of last episode. But um, I did mention last week about the punch, or the fist, or the right. his knuckles, and how his knuckles were all bloody, and pointed out his thumb on his knuckle, on his thumb was bloody. And we were like, we don't really know what happened, but I was saying if it was that he punched a wall, you don't punch a wall with your thumb knuckle. Like, Mm. that doesn't happen. And then in this episode, we do see that that's what happened. He punched a wall because he was mad about um, whatever it is. It seems like he murdered somebody on accident in his past, and somehow Renee Zellweger knows about it. Is that what you think, Fro? Right. And so... Uh, like in a bar fight, he got in a bar fight and accident. The guy accidentally died. That kind of thing. He didn't yeah. like go out and purposefully murder somebody. But no, no, no. Uh, she knows about this, and apparent. And I'm guessing the wife does not. So that's going to be her bl- the blackmail. So he punched a wall because he was upset about it. But then he had the, his knuckle on his thumb is all messed up, and it, I'm like, why? Yeah. This is awful. <laughs> like who? Who in make in the makeup department has never punched anything? <laughs> Yeah, and then, like I said last week, this is uh, filled with bad acting, and I think I think we see it mainly more this episode because of the diversifying of the storylines, where we had a very clear storyline in the first episode. Here, where it's split and it's uh, more laying on the people that are portray- portraying the people, it falls even more through that. The acting is bad. You get what I mean, because the like uh, when they focus on their kind of storytelling, it it does like looks at does not fucking work at all, not even close to working. I understand what audience this is going for, though. It's going for oh, yeah. a hip oh, yeah. hipster hipsters. Uh, yeah. 
New York New York hipsters specifically because mm-hmm. it's very New York centric. Where like very only people who live in New York would think that other people in the world act like this, and that's who wrote right. the script. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And that part it, it disconnects me as well because nobody in real life would be like this. There's certain things that just don't make any sense. I mean, there is inter- the only interesting thing in this is the whole ma- manipulation angle, like. Um, right. A rich, really, really, really rich person. Whether in this case it's Renee Zellweger, but in any situation, when a really, really rich person is trying to manipulate somebody else into doing something using their power, right? That can be an interesting story. But then, mm-hmm. like I said, they they took this interesting possibility of a story, they put it at the bottom of the bowl, and then they took mm-hmm. all this garbage that they found in the in the garbage can and put that on top of the stuff at the bottom of the bowl and then they took like uh some social issues of of today and that was the milk and they poured it in the bowl and then they said eat it and i'm like but there's garbage all over the top of this <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's a perfect thing and, and i i don't think i've been this bored i was like bored to fucking tears there's so it's so uninteresting, and I I I know there's eight um, more episodes to binge, uh, but I I I would rather binge those episodes than focus on one and one episode because that's really like it uh, like focusing on one and one episode kind of shows it even better how how it is so incredibly badly written. And the storylines that doesn't even fit together. I think but we've I seen that also... in the past. Is like some shows yeah. nowadays are made to be binged, and if you don't binge mm-hmm. them, it it shows the the breaks in quality because you're able to s- sit and um, think about the episode. Where binge watching, you're Mind just Hunter. Yeah. Where binge Mind ha- Hunter. Binge watching, you're just going, oh, boom, 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 boom. You're not. You don't right. take time to think about what happened in the last episode, you just move on to the next thing, but we're doing it one and one and it, it really does reveal the, the glaring errors and issues yeah. that they, that they, they just l- look past them because they assume people are just going to binge watch it and not, uh, analyze it, uh, analyze the episode. So, right. Like Mindhunter is a perfect example of that. Where, where everybody was raving about how good it is. And we were like, no, it's not really that good. But we saw one and one episode when when we said, in retrospective, yes, this would probably be better binge watched. Like that's a perfect example of what we're talking about. And I think they make so, shows like that on purpose nowadays. So yeah. Oh, definitely. So next week we will cover episode uh, three to ten. Yep, and the so, finale, and and just go over what we thought of it in completion. So I'm guessing it's yeah. going to be not a good review. It's going to be a negative review. No. I mean, but that's fine. It, uh, who knows? It could turn out at the end that all these storylines, all three of these storylines, wrap up in this really interesting culmination at the end. And it's possible. Oh, yeah. It's possible, but I doubt it very highly. Possible. <laughs> Hey, do you know that sharing is caring? Sharing is caring. Do you like this podcast you're listening to? Of course, or you wouldn't listen. 
Do you know what you should do? You should share it on your Instagram, on your Twitter, on your Facebook, or with your family, with your friends. You have an iPhone? You have a Android device? You have iTunes? Oh, wait, you don't. <laughs> hey, sharing. Share the podcast. Another digital citizen loves you, and you love us. So sharing is caring. Tell your friends about us. Good promo? Yeah, that works. Uh, another digital citizen at gmail.com. If you want to email us, go there. Uh, email us at Why another digital citizen at gmail.com. If you want to go to Facebook and uh, Facebook us something uh, or post something up on our Facebook page, go to another digital citizen on Facebook. Let's see, anything? No emails, but Jeremy posted yeah. about last week's show. Okay. Uh, specifically, Sands of Time is what Fro was what referencing. He and he gave it me uh, gave us a link to Prince of, the Prince of Persia video game, and then right under that he yes. he posts. Guess I should have waited for about a minute because I think <laughs> he posted that as he was listening to the podcast, and we actually <laughs> Fro maybe a minute later actually looked it up and found out what it was. <laughs> I was like trying to describe the video game to you that you never played. Yeah, that was a fun segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for that, Jeremy. Yes, it is correct. It takes sometimes it takes it takes time, Jeremy, to to get your brain in 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 focus. Hey, look, I've seen too much TV this week. I've said that. Uh, maybe uh, sometimes during this podcast. I have watched so much on TV. Uh, where should I start? Uh, I watched the uh, last uh, six episodes of The Twilight Zone uh, because I've seen the first four. Uh, was it ten altogether? Uh, I know that I saw all of the first four. Okay. Yes, it was ten altogether. Yes, so uh, let's start with that. That was amazing. Uh, Twilight Zone. I give it uh, eight and a half out of ten. Uh, amazing show. Checked out if you like anthology series. All right, that's my first show. I only watched what the first three episodes of that, but I, I kind yeah. of enjoyed it. But it's not something that I w was going out of my way to try to watch, mm, mostly because it. it it doesn't have a consistent storyline, and that's what I'm personally looking for in a show. Right. Uh, let's see, another finale. Um, uh, what We Do in the Shadows finale. Yep. The first season of that is over. Oh, I missed it already. Yeah, very good show. I mean, I'm sure it's going to come back. I imagine so. Um, oh, yeah. I'm assuming it was their probably highest rated show because at least oh, on yeah. their app, which is where I was watching it. Um, when you go, like when you go into their app, it's the first thing you see is that, that show a preview for it or whatever. So they, they were definitely promoting it a lot all the way through. So I'm assuming it's one of their top rated shows. I really liked it. Uh, what, what would you oh, give yeah. it overall? I guess, uh, um, strong eight and a half. I give it a nine. So we're close, but you know, yeah, it's one of my favorite shows of the year. Oh, yeah. It's very, I, very funny. And again, something I m mentioned last week is, like, this is just a fun little sitcom. 
Yep. You don't have to be Westworld or Game of Thrones to be a really good show sometimes. You can just be simple and funny and, and not have to be over the top and multi-billion dollar budgets and things like that. Yeah. I saw six episodes of The Hot Zone. Uh, the first, uh, it's a show about the Ebola virus coming to uh, United States. This is a um, fucking amazing show. Uh, it, uh, it's very moving and it's very... Um, it's very. It's one of the best shows I've seen this week. There's another show that is actually better, but but this this uh, about the Ebola virus and how much impact the Ebola virus had, and how it almost killed the United States population. <laughs> it's an amazing story, and I'm so happy that I saw the hot zone. Uh, I will give it a 9 out of 10. I saw the preview for it. It looked just depressing, and I, I was not about to... I'm, I was not about it this week. Uh, right. Well, then you're going to love the other thing that I watched that was super depressing look. Because I watched also six episodes of Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah, I saw the depressing. preview for that, too. <laughs> Talking about the depressing shows. But this is the best show uh, I've seen this week. Uh, I love this. Uh, it made me cry. It made me almost throw up. Uh, it made me cry again. And then I got really angry. And then I got even more angry. And then I watched the finale. And they also shoot some dogs. And I cried more. And yeah. Uh, Were you just in the mood want... to be in a bad mood this week? Maybe that's why you're giving these shows <laughs> such good ratings. <laughs> no, but I've given this a 10 out of 10. Chernobyl, it is fucking amazing acting. Amazing uh, cast. An amazing story that I knew too little about. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I saw oh, season one finale of Tacoma FD was this week. It's oh, okay. Sh- Sorry, what? Oh, okay. I need to see this. Yeah, from the guys this. who did Super Troopers, if you remember right. this. And instead of it being police like it was in Super Troopers, they're firefighters. And uh, the finale of this show is... It's one for the record books. They're firefighters, for all right? Uh, mm. And... So, in the last episode, they're, they're, uh, the state is going to drug test them, uh, like they do a yearly drug test or whatever, but then a fire breaks out at a, a, a marijuana dispensary, because they're, it's in Washington State where it's legal, so they have to go fight a fire at a marijuana dispensary, and guess what happens, Fro? <laughs> what? Well, they have to take a drug test. And they go and fight a fire at a marijuana dispensary. What happens when you put fire and marijuana together? Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So they, all, <laughs> so they all uh, end up. Um, well, you'll have to see the episode, but it's a very funny, very good episode. I recommend this show. I gave this an eight point five. Cool. I saw the first three episodes of Black Mirror season five, six, six, five. 
Is it five or six? It says like five. Black Mirror season five, yes. Uh, with Miley Cyrus in one of the roles, and actually the best episode of those three. Uh, I give it a seven for those three episodes. Yeah, a seven. Okay. Um, let's see what else. Oh, another finale. Happy finale. Season two. Yep. Yep. Did you watch this? Yes. Yes. Uh, what did you what think? Did you think? Oh, okay. Oh. I you go first. <laughs> I thought it was good. I it wrapped up really well. I didn't seem like it was setting up for another season. What did you think? No, no. Uh, I did not think season two was as good as season one. Mm. I will say that though. I did. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Better or? Uh, I mean, why par. did you not... I thought it was the exact same. Exact same on par. Yeah, why did you not think it was as I good? I don't know. Maybe... That is maybe, a wonderful reason for... <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know uh, other than, than it felt like being here done that. I thought it was all new maybe. to me. I mean, mm. it's a completely different uh, setup for the story. We get all these. It, it went more sci-fi this time than last time, so I felt like mm. that was. It had a lot more sci-fi element with the aliens, and then the, the final episode we meet God, uh, right. which is the best part of this episode. I, this final episode, I guess, and God is played by Hufro, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh yes, <laughs> plays God. Thank you. Yes. Which I thought was an amazing person to play God, to be honest. That is uh, very, very good. Uh, what would you rate it? I'll give it an 8. Yeah, I would give it a 7.5, I guess. I think, yeah. 7.5. No, I, I, do, I don't know. I, 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 I liked it. 7.5 is good. It's a good rating. Hey, you want to talk about something very, 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 very bad? Okay. It started this week. It's called the In Between. Have you seen this? Yes, some, some I did. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm very excited if you like this because I fucking hated it. It is the most atrocious thing I have ever seen this week. Uh, it's uh, about this girl or lady that can see. Uh, what do you call it? It's not really... She can see ghosts. Uh, it's the ghost whisper, but it's kind of different, I guess, maybe? It's the exact same show, Fro. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same show as the ghost whisper. It's yeah. the exact same show. Like, it's not even <laughs> slightly different. It just got a different main character and different cast members. That's the only difference between this and that show. Well, also, she helps solve crime. Isn't that what happens in Ghost Whisper? No, she, well, she helps people to go over to the other side of the Ghost Whisper. Oh, what am I, it, Ghost Whisper is the one with Jennifer Love Hewitt, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. I could have sworn yeah. she solved some crimes in that, but I could be wrong. Oh, yeah, so, sometimes, yeah. 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 But not always, but here it's very, like... Well, it's, we've only done one episode, so that could be or could not be true, to be honest, bro. But yeah. Right. Uh, I give this a 2 out of 10. I give it a 3. 
So we're pretty close. Oh. I mean, it, it it wasn't down to a two to me because that would require there being editing issues or sound quality issues or things like that. And so I give it a three. It was your standard uh, top three network uh, drama show. I mean, it's very mm-hmm. standard. You've seen this show a hundred times if you've seen it once. So uh, I saw a n- new show. Uh, this was one of my, on my most anticipated of the year list, Nas Nosferatu. Yeah, I've seen all of it. Spelled, well, okay. It's not out all unless you have AMC Premiere, but Fro mm-hmm. has seen all of it. I only saw the first episode because I'm going to watch it how it's supposed to be watched. This is an interesting thing about the show is that it did come out all at once, but it also is not coming out at all all at once. It's coming out episode mm-hmm. by episode on the network. But if you have their premiere uh, online network, then you can get it all at once. I've never... Can you think of any other show where this has happened? No. So I think this is a first, which makes this show very interesting in that sense. Um, oh, yeah. Because I don't see a lot of people being... I don't think any... How many people do you think are subscribed to the AMC network? Probably not very many. Um, oh, probably nobody. I mean, I stole this. <laughs> I stole this from the internet. So I don't have AMC network. I, have, are you fucking crazy? Um, never even I, I never even knew about it before you just told me about it, to be honest. I'm pretty sure you have, because The Walking okay. Dead was on AMC, right? I ne- yes, but I never seen the AMC network like acting. Oh, well, that's because it's brand new. They'd never existed oh, until. Okay. That's why this show is. That's what I. That's what I was trying to say is because that's why this uh-huh. show is interesting is because they're premiering this app, <laughs> and they're using the show as something. Hey, you can get it all ahead of time, oh, okay. or you can watch it one episode at a time or whatever. Um, the first episode is free if you go get the, the if you download the app and you just get the regular app you don't get the premium or whatever that the first episode right. they give you for free and they're trying to entice you to want to see the rest of the series why don't we talk about the actual series now <laughs> what did you think of it bro yes uh i've seen 10 episodes of this so i'm i'm more curious uh, what do you think that i've just seen one uh but i will give my honest opinion about it all right why don't you, you go ahead I'm I'm interested okay. to hear what you have, have to say. Um, I'm very disappointed. I'm very very disappointed. Uh, I I had very very high hopes for this. Uh, I think my main problem with this is uh, the acting. Uh, it's very hokey. I feel uh, the villain is amazing. He is fucking great. Uh, and I'm going to be honest, the only reason why I watched all 10 episodes of it was like because of him. If if he wasn't in every single episode of this, I, I would probably just turn it off. I give this whole season a 4. All right, I liked the first episode. So far, I thought this show was good. If people have only seen... I'm guessing everybody out there, if they haven't seen 
it at all. They haven't seen it at all. But if they have seen any of it, it's the first episode. I don't think anybody probably but Fro in the maybe the entire world has seen every t- all ten episodes. Is my guess. Right. Uh, but uh, I thought the first episode was intriguing. I thought it had a lot of potential. Fro, I believe, has read the book. Correct. Yes. Yes. So take that into account when Fro is saying what Fro yeah. is saying. Uh, I have yeah. not, so I am not tainted by that uh, specific problem. Uh, if you have read the book, maybe take Fro's advice more than mine. But so far, I'm enjoying the show. I like the main character. I think she's engaging, but not unrealistic for mm. um, for the role. You know, she's not like overly attractive or anything like that. You know what I mean? She's not like right. uh, the perfect teenager, which that's what the role is supposed to be. Uh, but sometimes with TV shows, they'll do that, where the they'll have this person who's supposed to be all flawed, but they're like a supermodel. And you're like, wait, this doesn't really work, right? Uh, so mm. overall, uh, for the first episode, I gave it a seven. Really? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I am... I, I, um... I think I think my main problem is I love the book, and I went into this thinking, oh, this will be a very good adaptation of a very good book, because there's something else that came out this week that was a fucking amazing adaptation of a book. I've seen too much TV this week. Look, I don't know if I've said that before, but uh, go- Good Omens came also out this fucking week. Uh, have you seen this? Yep, I watched the whole thing. The whole six episodes? Uh, I fucking loved the, the, the book, and uh, do you know what? I fucking loved, loved this TV show as well. This was amazing acting. Good acting, good storytelling, and my dad liked it. So, <laughs> me and my dad watched this uh, in the span of uh, two days because it's only, like I said, six episodes. Uh, we saw three the one day and three the other day on uh, together uh, over uh, over uh, like the phone. We were messaging each other back and forth. Uh, this follows the book very, 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 very good. They're, they are taking some liberties. It's very hard to make uh, such a, uh, a spacey book into a TV show. But where, where I felt like they did some very good choices, Benedict Cumberbatch as the devil, that was a very funny cameo. Uh, there's many good cameos in this, not the bad acting. I will give it seven and a half out of ten. Maybe. Um, I liked it. I thought it was good. I, I'll give it a seven. Um, I thought everything was really good. It just felt a little, what is a good world, word for it, maybe childish. It was mm. directed oh, yeah. for a children's audience, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. No. And this, well, is, I mean, and again... You. This is one of these shows that is definitely coming from a Christian left perspective. One hundred percent. Yes, with mm. it definitely Christian, right? It's a Christian show. It's no. It's written by atheists. I believe. Well, I mean, this definitely had a, or at least the show. This show. I don't know about the book, but mm. this show had a 
Christian left perspective where it's talking about, it's talking about God and the devil existing. And it, and then it's also talking about socialist, social left issues in it. In so yeah, that makes it a Christian type left show. Um, I think you like it, and so you want me to be wrong, but you know I'm right. No, I, I, I think you're re- I think you're reading too much into it, to be honest. I don't know. What about pollution instead of uh, instead of but that's, plague? But that's not. But that's not what the, what the book is about, though. They are following. I'm, I'm not saying the book for again. I just said this TV show again. TV shows and books are different. Uh, I think they made the book. Uh, but I'm just saying. I think they. They made this show because the people who made the show saw the book had the agenda that they wanted to pr- to put out there, and so that's why they made it. I'm saying the people who made the show have that same agenda as what was the show we talked about the other week with the 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 the, the uh, with all the kids who are uh, the society. Right, society. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no. And you're trying to I, say I, that I'm against the book or what, what this or that. I'm just saying no, it no, definitely no. has no. An, a, an agenda, and I think it's got a Christian left agenda. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I, – I gave it a seven, so it's still a good score. I thought it was really fun, especially hmm. uh, the interaction between the two uh, angels or whatever. Right. Uh, was there kind of a – underlying romance between them in the book? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, that whole relationship was very interesting because it's like, he, the one guy was the snake. So the whole thing Mm. is like, there's this relationship between them, but he's always tempting the other guy. And that's really what Mm. the relationship is. It seems like something else, but it's really him just tempting him all the time. Like when he's like, Oh, let's just, let's go to the, uh, go to another galaxy. We can just fly away to another galaxy and not worry about this. Uh, that was just him tempting him. Not so much. That's the way I viewed it. I thought that whole relationship and the whole, um, I don't know. The, the construct of that relationship was super interesting. The kids, on the other hand, I thought some of the acting could have maybe Ooh, been improved. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I think I think the child, uh, child acting in, in this is maybe the, wor- uh, the worst part of it. I totally agree with that. I mean, maybe the one kid with glasses was the best one, and he had very few, yeah. few, very, very few lines, and I think that might have right. been why. So. I totally agree with you. Uh, I don't know if, if the... Uh, yeah. Like I said, I, I mean, it's just my I, perception. It, I could be wrong. Uh, if I'm wrong, uh, email us at an- another digital citizen at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I've seen too much TV this week. Uh, when they see us, uh, um, drama web television miniseries uh, uh, that came on Netflix about uh, the Harlem uh, Five. The Harlem Five, yes. Um, that uh, <coughs> was uh, also accused of a brutal attack in Central Park. Uh, this was how many episodes? I want to say five. I think that's uh, right. I only saw the first episode so far. Oh, four. Four. Four? four? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mini series, uh, fucking amazing. Uh, talk about also depressing. Uh, but 
uh, after Sh- after Chernobyl and the hot sun, this uh, seemed like a good little like up- upbeat story. So. <laughs> really? I mean, not so much. <laughs> no, no, but you know what I mean, though. It's like, like I've, I, I've just seen uh, America being saved by uh, a, a lady from Ebola, then seen uh, all, all of Russia almost exploding in Chernobyl. Uh, then I go to see uh, when they see us. Uh, about uh, some human people that's what I meant I am not saying that those destinies were not as bad as the others but like the magnitude of it is Mm -hmm. that's what I meant when meant by it Uh, I will give this uh, show a a 7.5 out of 10 Uh, yeah I I mean for the first episode I'd say that's about right yeah yeah Anything else you watched? Because I have more. Um, <laughs> is that it? No, yeah, that's it for me. I try. I was gonna watch Swamp Thing, but I realized that the, yeah. it's on the fucking DC network, and went. I'm not watching that. Uh, I watched uh, something called Swamp Thing, Luke. Uh, it's on the DC network. <laughs> I'm a pirate. Arg. <laughs> um. You, I mean, that wasn't uh, that, that wasn't what I was talking about. I was saying I realized it was a superhero show and went fuck the show. That's what I was talking oh, yeah. about. <laughs> oh, okay, yes, because I'm going to say something, Luke. You don't need to fucking eat this show. Well, I'm not going to watch it, so that's fine. <laughs> I don't recommend it to you. Uh, uh, because I'm not sure if I recommend it for me, but, and I like superhero show. This was very, very, very... Very large. The first episode was like, uh, it felt very like it's trying to be uh, it, uh, the horror, sh- uh, the horror movie, you know, and it felt very like they were trying to make a horror movie thing, and by the end e- ending, spoiler alert for the first episode of Swamp Thing, if you have not seen it, but at the end we see Swamp Thing. And do you know what I did, la- uh, look? Oh. After, like, being suspended, like... How would like, I know? I haven't seen the show. Of course I don't know. <laughs> what a silly question. I question. laughed. Oh, I what? laughed my head off. It looked so fucking ridiculous. It is the... Like, uh, I, I was like, whoa, really? And I gave this a 4.5, and I will give it... Maybe one more episode. Okay. How, do you, yeah. you saw how many? Sorry. Uh, one episode. Oh, okay. It's only out one episode, yeah. Uh, that is it for me. All right, good. Because we're already going long. So let's get into the main topic here. Oil. Or is it? Mmm. Right. Uh, because uh, oil isn't fusel conspiracy. What is this all about? <laughs> fusel. Fossil fuel, not fusel. Fu- you just took fusel. fossil and fuel and made them one word somehow. <laughs> fusel! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also known as abiogenic petroleum origin theory, is a mm. body of hypotheses which propose that petroleum and natural gas deposits are mostly formed by inorganic means rather than by decomposition of organisms, meaning dinosaurs, 
Thomas Gold's deep gas hypothesis states that the origin of some natural gas deposits were formed out of hydrocarbons deep in the Earth's mantle. Theories explaining the origin of petroleum as abiotic, however, are generally not well accepted by a scientific community. Uh, early studies of mantle-derived rocks from many places that have shown the hydrocarbons from the mantle region can be found widely around the globe. However, the content of such hydrocarbons is, low, is in low concentration. While there may be large deposits of abiot abiotic hydrocarbons, globally significant amount of abiotic hydrocarbons are deemed unlikely. Uh, that ten times fast. Well, basically, the last part they're saying, yeah, there are, um, there is the thing that makes oil found uh, in the mantle of the earth. But th right. it isn't in a significant enough amount that you would be able to extract it like they do other other oil, right? Uh, but that's kind of the overview right there. Uh, let's go or let's go to the overview of the hypothesis next. Okay. Uh, some abiogenic hypotheses have proposed that oil and gas did not originate from fossil deposits, but have insisted. Uh, originated from deep carbon deposits dis, uh, present in since the formation of Earth. Additionally, it has been suggested that these hydrocarbons may have arrived on Earth from solid bodies such as comets, asteroids, and from the late formation of the solar system. We'll talk about that a little in a little bit. Uh, the yeah. hypothesis regained some support in 2009 when the Royal Institute of Technology in Stockholm reported they believed they had proven that fossils from animals and plants are not necessary for crude oil and natural gas to be generated. Uh, in 2014 publication, Chemistry of the Climate System, German chemist Deltev Moller documents sufficient reliable evidence to show that both processes can be, can be, show, can be shown to coexist and that they are not mutually exclusive. So this German guy is saying... It could be both. It could be yeah. dinosaurs, and it could be a combination of dinosaurs and not dinosaurs, or maybe something from an asteroid or comet. Mm. I think it's aliens. Well, we'll get into that in a second, because there is a section <laughs> in this called Extraterrestrial Origin I know, I know, section. I know. So There's a whole middle part of this that we're not going to go into, because it's a lot of science mumbo-jumbo that right. nobody is going to understand except for... Uh, geologists. So, <laughs> why don't you go yeah, a little I, bit I, into the history of it and just the interesting stuff? Kind of skim the history part for us, bro. Sure. Um, the biotic uh, hypothesis was uh, revived in the 20th century by Soviet uh, scientists who had little influence outside the Soviet Union because of most of their research was published in Russian. <laughs> the hypothesis was then redefined and made very popular by the West, by Thomas Gold, who developed his theories from 1979 to 1998 and published his research in English. Um, it was first proposed by somebody called Gergius Abricola. Agricola, yeah, sounds about right. Uh, uh, in the 16th century, with various additional uh, hypotheses 
A, uh, a biogenic uh, hypothesis. Uh, were uh, yeah. various of these hypotheses were proposed uh, during this time. I guess is what he's saying. Right. Um, let's see. In the 1951, the Soviet journalist uh, Nikolai. Oh, I'm. I can't wait to say this, this name. Alexandrovich Kudryavich proposed the modern uh, apiotic uh, Oh, Jesus Christ. What, what do you say? Hypothesis? Hypothesis of Pretolian? Hypothesis. Jesus Christ. There you go. <laughs> Whatever Luke said. Uh... On the basis of the analysis of the antibiotic oil sand in Alberta, Canada, he concluded there were no source rock that could be uh, uh, from hydrocarbon and therefore offered an antibiotic deep petroleum as a plausible explanation. So he, he in the 1951, was... Uh, uh, the proprietor of the uh, of the of the most what you should maybe call the most popular high hypothesis or whatever it looks at. Uh, yeah, and okay. in two thousand four, oh, yeah. there there was this guy called Thomas Gold. Uh, that also was a very proponent uh, supporter. Uh, more recently, Jack Kenny of Gas Resource Corporation has come uh, to prominence supporting the studies by research at the Royal Institute of Technology in Stockholm. Okay, so. let's go to... So this next whole section is basically all the different hypotheses, because there are a bunch right. of different hypotheses as to what... Uh, how this could be, how how oil could come without there be without it coming from decomposing animals uh, or dinosaurs or whatever you want to say. Which I think that's kind of where we should mention that that's that's the no. I, when I was taught in school when I was a kid, that was it. It um, oil is made from decomposing plants and uh, animals yeah. over millions of years. Yeah. It gets turned into oil. Yeah. And this is saying basically the opposite. It's uh, the opposite of what everything you've been taught, which is very interesting as far as a conspiracy theory goes. So let's go into some of the empirical evidence as to uh, this being true. Uh, occurrences of abiotic petroleum in commercial amounts in oil wells offshore of Vietnam are sometimes cited, uh, as well as the Eugene Island Block 303 oil field which is in the United States uh, off the coast of Mexico, and the Dimpendons Basin. However, the origins of these wells can also be explained by biotic theory. Modern geologists think that commercially profitable deposits of abiotic petroleum could be found, but no current deposits has convincing evidence that, the origin that it originated from an abiotic source. Mm. Um... A Soviet school saw evidence of their hypothesis in the fact that some oil reserves exist in non-sedimentary rock, such as granite. Uh, however, opponent, opponents note that non-sedimentary rock serve as a reservoir for bio, biologically or, or originated oil 
originated oil expelled from nearby sedimentary source rock through common migration or remigration mechanisms. So th these people were saying, oh yeah, this is it comes out of granite. And the other people are saying, yeah, but it could just be being passed to the granite from other things nearby. Well, huh? other, well, yeah. yeah. The following observations have been commonly used to argue the abiogenic hypothesis. However, each of these observations, actually petroleum can be also be fully explained by uh, the biotic origin. There you go. And I, I find this very, very, very interesting. If, uh, if you know anything about Norway, Norway is one of the biggest suppliers of oil uh, to other countries. We have a shot shit uh, much ton of oil uh, in our sea and we have oil platforms and if we we go a little away from this theory and look at the oil platform how it's constructed and how deep they uh, drill for oil and things like that there's very clearly uh, uh, the earth is uh, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm a children's teacher should teaching kids about the earth now. <laughs> there's, layer, layer, there's layers of the earth, kids. And the more that you drill down to the earth, uh, 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 because oil is not as deep as people think. And that's one of the, the problems with the explanation that it's supposed to be dinosaurs and, and leaves, is how shallow the oil is actually in on on the Earth's surface because um, if you look at the Earth as a sandwich, it should be more in the middle, where when it is actually uh, uh, more to the crust. Do you get what I mean? Because of how long ago dinosaurs were exactly right. Right. Here's some of the. From from as far as the, um, I'm trying to stupefy it. From the uh, <laughs> For conspiracy theorists themselves, here are some of the places uh, they suggest could be um, where you could get this kind of oil. Uh, the Lost City hydro hydrothermal vent field. Uh, this is in. Uh, sorry. I, the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, yeah. it's on an island. Mm. Uh, radiocarbon evidence rules out seawater bicarbonate and carbon sources in this area. Hydrocarbons may, in nature may occur in the presence of, uh, of water, rocks, and moderate amounts of heat. Uh, right. So th that's the suggestion as to why it's not uh, abiogenic, I guess. Here's another place that's actually in Sweden. Uh, the Sinjan Ring Crater. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. No, I'm not Swedish. Uh, I don't know, maybe you've traveled there. There's a crater here um, in Oregon. It's like the most famous thing here. Uh, a giant right. crater. Yeah. Siljan uh, Ring Crater. It's a meteor crater in Sweden. It was proposed by proposed by Thomas Gold as the most likely place to test the hypothesis because it is one of the few places in the world where granite basement was cracked sufficiently by the meteorite right. impact to allow oil to seep up from the mantle. Furthermore, it is infilled with relatively thin veneer of sediment, which was sufficient to trap aobiogenic oil. Uh, 
uh, yeah, those are some of the different places. I, I find it very interesting. Uh, it says that uh, in 1986, uh, the Grave 1 Borehold was drilled through the deepest rock in the Silurian Ring, which proponent was hoped to find hydraulic reservoirs. And it stopped in the depth of 6,800 meters or 2,300 feet due to drilling problems. After private investors spent 40 million, some eight barrels of magnetic paste and hydraulic bearing sludge was recovered from the well. And uh, so uh, Golden said, uh, that uh, the hybrids was chemically different and not derived uh, those added to the borehole but analyzed show that the hydro hydrocarbons were derived from diesel fuel based drilling fluid used in, in the drilling the well was also sampled or over uh, 13 uh, feet and of methane bearing inclusions. So when they tried to drill into this, they they did not f find uh, what they were hoping for, as I understand. By right, Thomas exactly. Right. Here's some other places: the Andarko Basin in southern South Central United States, uh, Bakho oil field in Vietnam. Is one place they mm -hmm. suggest this could be coming from the Panionian Vienna basins in Hungary and Australia, or Austria, not Australia. Oh, sorry. Austria, yeah. yeah. Natural gas pools in, are from the in oh in the Shanghai fields uh, in northeastern China is another place, mm -hmm. and southwest Turkey, uh, the Chimera gas seep is another place they suggest. Mm -hmm near Antalya. So let's go to another argument for this, the extraterrestrial argument. Why don't you read that from? Yes. <laughs> I like this. I like this. Uh, it's a little down here. The presence of methane on Saturn's moon Titan and the atmosphere of uh, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune are cited as evidence uh, for the formation of hydrocarbons without biochemical immediate forms, for example, by Thomas Gold. Terrestrial natural gas was combined primarily of methane. Some comets contain massive amounts of organic compounds, uh, the equivalent of sipic. Uh, Kilometers of such were mixed with other materials. For instance, corresponding hydrocarbons were detected uh, during a probe flyby by the the, uh, the tail of the uh, comet Halley in 1986. Geo samples from the surface of March, taken in 2015 by the Curiosity rover Mars Science Laboratory have found organic molecules of benzene and propane in 30 million year old rock samples of gale greater. It says 3 billion actually, but close enough. Sorry. So there's, this is the f adding to the suggestion that maybe it's coming from ec uh, 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 
the comets and asteroids themselves are implanting right. this these hydrocarbons that are creating uh, what we call oil or fossil fuels today. That's another suggestion. Yeah, do you remember uh, this very, very shit movie? I think it was in the 80s or the 90s. I don't remember the name of it. I'm sure people are screaming it uh, to the podcast. Where they did oil uh, drilling on comets comets and uh, have had a delivery back and forth to Earth. And then then something goes wrong with that comet. Do you remember that movie? It, it's it kind of, it, it, it's not, it's kind of, but it, I'm mixing it up with that Bruce Lee asteroid movie in my head. Bruce Lee? I don't know. Uh, you mean Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis, right, not Bruce Lee. <laughs> you mean Armageddon. Yeah. Armageddon, right. But that's, <laughs> Bruce Lee. <laughs> that's not the same, I'm assuming. <laughs> Crunching tiger hidden oil. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I did there? Corkscrew tiger hidden oil. A little bit, uh, but that might be racist. But that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm allowed to be racist. Good, cool. Uh, but yeah, no. But but it, this is very interesting. It's very interesting that they they found this uncommon. I find I, that extremely interesting. I mean, it's just another kind of suggestion as to how this would be true because i mean this is all based off the idea that um what science is telling us is not true so what they're telling us now is that uh what is it a genetic a a genetic oil or whatever uh, organism based oil is is that's it that's all there's out there there isn't any other types of oil and this uh theory is saying well there is and Maybe this is where it's coming from, and there's different ideas in the theory as to where it's coming from. So there's different people mm-hmm. who di- who think different things, and then like we said, there's this German guy who thinks that these two don't have to be mutually exclusive; they could be happening at the same time. Uh, there could be uh, organism oil and non-organic oil, um, which I I think that's maybe more possible than. E- as far as the possibilities of the three, whether it's one or the other, or it could be both, right. I'm kind of leaning towards both right now, but let's see what else, oh, yeah. uh, what other information we have here. Why don't we go to this guy? Leroy Jenkins! Oh, almost. Uh, Leroy Fletcher. <laughs> do you remember that meme? Leroy Jenkins! Yes, I do. Yes, yes. But uh, let's go to Leroy <laughs> Instead, he lived from 1917 to uh, 2001. Why are we talking about him, Luke? We're just going to go... Well, he was, uh, let's see, uh, Special Operations Chief Joints of Staff under uh, John F. Kennedy, sorry, former colonel in the United States Air Force. He retired from military service and became a bank executive. Uh, he subsequently became the U.S. foreign policy and particularly covert activities of the CIA, uh, which he had considerable inside knowledge. He was the inspiration for the character Mr. X in Oliver Stone's film JFK. So this guy uh, was in the CIA. I think it's really weird that he went from the military to being a bank executive and then going directly to the CIA. 
Hmm. No connections there. Mm. <laughs> mm. But let's go to his controversial claims, because we're going to listen to a little bit of him talking about uh, a biogenic oil theory, but he oh, also... When, when he uh, was hired by the Church of Scientology as a consultant to investigate uh, L. Ron Hubbard's military records? Are you talking about that part? Well, he, uh, I was about to say, he had a bunch of other conspiracy theories besides just a biogenic oil conspiracy theory. So let's talk about some of his other conspiracy theories, and that is one of them, so why don't you go into that? <laughs> <laughs> Hubbard, uh, founder of Scientology, uh, was said to have sustained combat injuries during military service in World War II and has healed himself through measures that became Dianetics. However, her Hubbard's smile record did not show he was wounded in co combat. Church officials had stated that those records were incomplete and was uh, have been falsified. Prudy, according to the Church of Scientology spokesman Tommy uh, Davis, reported that Hubbard was in in. He was an intelligence agent. agent. And because of his military dispatch papers was where sheep dipped, meaning two seats of the government records were created documents Hubbard's service. So, Do you know what this is saying from? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, Elron Hubbard healed himself. No, I think you're missing the really big thing out of this. That's why I asked if you knew what this was saying. They're suggesting, or uh, I guess L. Prouty, uh, he's suggesting that L. Ron Hubbard was a, he was working for the U.S. government, or maybe right. some government, it doesn't really say, because his military service would have been in the U.K., right, probably? Right. So, okay, the UK. They're suggesting that he was a undercover agent of the government and he created this uh, fake religion as part of a government plan. Ah, would not that's, fucking surprise me. That's why it says uh, he, Prouty reported that Hubbard was an intelligence agent and because of his military discharge papers that were sheep dipped into two sets of government records, suggesting that there was one set that, that the government had and the other set that they were releasing to the public saying that he was that, that the Church of Scientology was releasing. Uh, basically saying that he was an undercover military operative creating this religion for nefarious purposes, which I kind of believe, to be honest. According to proud people within the intelligence military compounds of the United States government conspired to assassinate Kennedy. And maintain that the John F. Kennedy. Were... <laughs> right. We should mention that. Sorry? You didn't say who, which Kennedy. It was John oh, F. Kennedy. Oh, John F. Kennedy. Because okay. more than one Kennedy have been assassinated, so you kind of have to specify right. that. Uh, he maintained that action were coup de Coup d'etat. Coup d'etat. From taking control of the CIA after the Bay of Pig investigation. Invasion. So, uh, invasion. Right, so his suggestion is that Kennedy was killed to stop him from... Um, to, the CIA killed him to stop... Uh, to create a coup to take over the take over control of the government. Again, mm -hmm. not 100% disagree with that. Uh, he also... Yeah. It says here, 
Prodi pointed out the influence of global matters outside the realm of the United Congressional and government oversights. His work detailed information developed in, of the CIA, the origins of the Cold War, the U-2 incident, which was a spy plane shot down by the Soviets, if you knew that. the Viet, uh, He had problems with the Vietnam War, the Kennedy assassination, like we just mentioned. Prouty wrote he believed the Kennedy assassination was a coup d'etat, like we said, and that global secret elites, the power elite, which operate the co covertly to protect its interests, and in doing so, so has frequently subverted democracy around the world. So he is an end, you know, um, Illuminati, NWO kind of guy. And maybe an anti-Semite? Because he was featured as a speaker at the 1990 convention of the Liberty Lobby. Probably was also named on the advisory board for lobbyists. Uh, populist action committee. Uh, Prudy was sold reprints uh, rights of the secret team of Noonatide Press, a publishing arms for the Institute of Historical Review, a Holocaust denial organization. He has uh, denied uh, that he was uh, a racist and anti-Semitist. So. Uh, you, yeah, you need to keep reading that. Uh, because it says uh, at the United States Holocaust Memorial uh, Museum, he assured Oliver Stone, and Oliver Stone said that he was neither a racist nor an anti-Semite, but merely a writer in need of a platform. In a response to an article about Proudy and Esquire, which he labeled a character assassination, Stone lamented Proudy's association with the Liberty Lobby and questioned its relevance to him as a reliable source. The Guardian's Michael Carlson wrote, although Prouty himself never espoused such uh, anti-Semitic beliefs, the connection enabled critics to dismiss some of his later writings. So maybe right. they're just using this anti-Semitic thing to uh, discredit him because he maybe is saying some things that are true. Wouldn't be the first time they've used the anti-Semite thing to discredit people. And he has a lot of awards. He has Command Pilot Wings Award, Legion of Merit Award, World War II Victory Medal, Korean Service Medal, National Defense Service Medal, Philippine Liberation of Medal, United States Nations. I don't think any of this. I, I don't think any of this is important. <laughs> Let's move on to no, the. No, but he has a lot of rewards. So it's like uh, my my point is like he's not looked upon as an asshole through his. I think he got the thing is he got those before he came out with all the books. So what you're missing oh, here yeah. is that he was in the military service. He left. He went and did the banking thing, and then he went to the CIA. And then after he left the CIA, then he became kind of a whistleblower. And that is when they started calling him an anti-Semite. I mean, like I said, it's not the first time somebody's been called that to try to discredit them, Jeremy Corbyn. Um, but that's some of the things as far as that guy goes. Um, but he also, uh, one of his other kind of conspiracy theories that he talked about was uh, the origins of oil. So yeah, let's go and, uh, into a video. Uh, and uh, this uh, is from Nora Rudolph. Uh, she has two subscribers and 47 reviews of this uh, video. So give her a like. And uh, I'm pretty sure this is not a real person, and that they just are using this account to try to get this up. Because I'm, my guess is it's been deleted 
multiple times by YouTube. Uh, mm. Because even if you go down into the info, the category for this um, fil- film animation. So I'm not really sure this is oh, yeah. either a film or animation, but that's fine. Um, let's play it. It's been up. It's been up since January 23, 2018. So it's been up a little while. Right. I. The thing is, I tried to find this, and I this was the only version of of it I could find, and this version is kind of oh. messed up. And I remember watching this a while ago, uh, a few years ago or whatever, and there being a longer, better version, so I'm, I'm not really sure. But... <laughs> anyway, let's split in three, two, one, play. People in charge of the petroleum business for perfectly reasonable business mm. uh, things, like any other man in the business, wants to keep his price as high as he can get away with. Okay. And the way to do is just say, well, mm. there's no more. We, 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 the last barrel is going to cost a thousand dollars, and then it's all done. And and they preach that stuff. What bothers me is that that in geology books, it's in there. The geologists say it's a fossil fuel. They, they've somehow they've been bought. I mean, you, I, the I, geologists I, have been bought, apparently, is what he's saying. Staff energy seminar <laughs> run by the government of the United States during the so-called energy crisis. I was the participant that represented the railroad industry. The airline industry was there. Every AA administrative assistant of senators and congressmen was there. The CIA was there. The Defense Department was there. The surface mining the oil. They didn't go down deep. So in order to get the price up, hmm. they hit on the idea that they would have to make it appear to be scarce. That they're, they're ah. after we take the next few they have to make it appear to be scarce. Well, you know, like diamonds, bro. You know how they <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretend diamonds are scarce? There was a convention in Geneva of science. Is that why uh, when Jafar says diamond in the rock? Organic substances are. Well, the definition of organic is a substance with hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon. And so it's usually a living substance, a tree. You analyze a dead tree, hydrogen, carbon, and oxygen. Okay. So they're defining defining it as a living thing. What's... So at this Geneva Convention, the oil guessing of sending some scientists over who said oil, petroleum, is hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon. Therefore, it must be derived from the, uh, the spoiling, the rotting of formerly living matter. Okay. And uh, playing the game properly when the, this scientific convention was over, they defined oil as a, a residue from formerly living matter. Well, that makes it a fossil fuel. I don't know why they decided to use the word fossil, but it says formerly living matter is fossil. Okay, so they defined it in 1892 as a formerly living thing is a fossil, and then they that's why they call it a fossil fuel, because uh, they see anything that's got carbon in it uh well these three elements he just mentioned with carbon that these things mm. have to come from uh formerly living things so that's why they call it a fossil fuel and he's saying they did it to very much like the diamond ind- industry to keep it to keep the price high 
by saying that there there is a limited uh, supply. Where so supply yeah. with diamonds, there's tons of them that they just they artificially keep the supply uh, low to keep the price high with diamonds, and mm. that's what he's suggesting is happening here. But it's been happening for over a hundred years, is what he's suggesting. Hmm. Um. Should we go into final thoughts? I think we covered everything. Well, this last thing is actually the opposite of the... It's kind of the rebuttal to the conspiracy theory, so I'll go into it really quick. There is an alternative theory about the formation of oil and gas deposits that could change estimates of potential future oil reserves. According to this theory, oil is not a fossil fuel and was not formed... uh, but was formed deep in Earth's crust by, from inorganic material. Uh, this abysmal abiotic theory of oil formation continues to receive attention due to the work of retired Cornell astronomer Thomas Gold, known for several theories that were initially dismissed but eventually proven, proven true, including the existence of neutron stars. He has also been wrong, however. He was a proponent of the steady-state theory of the universe, of the universe, which has since been disregarded for the Big Bang Theory. Gold's theory of oil formation, which he expounded in the book entitled The Deep Hot Biosphere, um, and then it goes into the description that we already did, but they're basically saying uh, aobiogenic origin theory of oil formation is rejected by most geologists who argue that the composition of hydrocarbons found in commercial oil fields have a low content of 13C isotopes similar to that found in marine and terrestrial plants, whereas hydrocarbons from abiotic origins such as methane have a higher content of 13C isotopes. That's uh, the difference between them. So that's just why geologists reject this theory. Now we can go into our final thoughts. What do you think about this, Fran? I don't think it is as crazy as everybody thinks it is. Uh, I, I think this is probably uh, uh, a wrong theory. But is it completely out of the mind crazy? Not really, because uh, like, like, like I said, we, we talked about the crust uh, and the inner things. Like uh, there, there are things that when I think about it, like it should be deeper. Why isn't it like deeper in in the soil than they are actually digging and things like that? There are are things about this theory that I find more plausible than other things we have covered. So I'm going to give it a four on the crazy scale. It doesn't seem that crazy. On the crazy scale, yeah, I'd give it a four, maybe a four point five. Like maybe if we went deeper, deeper into it, like if we were actually five. geologists, we may see this as crazier. But to me, I only see it as a four or four point five. I mean, one of the most interesting things to me that kind of made me go, okay, maybe this isn't as totally uh, such a stupid idea as I initially thought was the idea of the presence of these gases on Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune, where mm-hmm. there hasn't ever been any biological life forms oh, right. uh, that we know of. As we know of. Yeah. Right. I was just going to say that, yeah. But I mean, 
it, let's that would if there that if these gases the same gases that we attribute to uh, dying organisms here are pre are prevalent there and there wasn't any of those bio biological organisms there then where did it come from and that would right. suggest that this theory could be true here if it's true there mm -hmm. um, the other the only thing that you could go against that with is that well maybe there was aliens uh, and dinosaurs living on uh, Jupiter's Titan at some point and it's like right. yeah that could have been true but we have no evidence of that either so <laughs> right you know that's that's why it doesn't rate very high on the crazy scale and I also think that uh, saying it is not so controversial because it doesn't really I'm not sure if it's lying. It's not really lying. It's labeling it wrong. It's not really lying. Do you it's know who this is going to be? It, it could be really controversial for is the Saudis. If they ever heard it, they probably want to put us in a wood chipper or something. But <laughs> I mean, that is the that's, that's the big conspiracy yeah. here. That is that we're kind of looking over. It's not necessarily just the conspiracy behind the oil. The conspiracy really is that there is this global elite trying to keep the price high even though they right. know that it's just as prevalent as water right which sure. that is a bigger That's... conspiracy theory which maybe that i'd give a little bit of higher rating oh, on yeah. the crazy scale because then you're getting into like we said illuminati new world order kind of right. territory so it's time for movies 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 we're going to do a movie but we're going to do it uh, slightly different uh, why don't you explain to the listeners what we're doing? Sure. Usually, well, this month, the month of June, uh, we're doing a different movie bet because usually we do it kind of in the sense of where one of us picks a movie of out of the whole month and the other person picks a movie out of the whole month. But we've been running into the problem where it can be super obvious one movie is definitely going to win in that month. And so right. it doesn't make it very fun because it's super obvious who's going to win at that point. So what we've decided to do is to split the month in half, and one person gets one half of the month, the other person gets the other half of the month, and you get all the movies in that in those days that come out. And whoever gets whoever gets the movie that land that makes the most money in the opening weekend and it lands in between their days, they they win the movie bet. Um, it just makes it a little more. Uh, random and it's it, it's a way that we're going to be able to talk about every movie and how much money each uh, movie made uh, during uh, the podcast every single week uh, and also mm -hmm. it makes it so that uh, me and Fro don't have to worry so much about getting rid of a movie if it is going to do really well but we are going to have to do that this month because Fro is still going to be able to pick which half of the month he wants this month but then Mm -hmm. Next month, we're going to get rid of that. But this month, we are going to get rid of Toy Story 4 because we have agreed yeah. that that movie is just going to do a ridiculous amount of money. Yes. <laughs> we were like, okay, Toy Story 4 will win. <laughs> Whoever has Toy Story 4 in their bracket will definitely win. But next week, uh, month, it will actually be uh, more random. More random, so right. Right, so let's start with Dark Phoenix and action from Fox. Uh, the Secret Life of Secret Life of Pets Two animation by Universal. Man in Black International sci-fi comedy by Sony Columbia. 
Shaft, an action from Warner Brothers. Anna, an action from Lionsgate. Child's Play, a horror movie from Uni United Artists. Uh, Toy Story, animation from Bonavista. Wild Rose, a comedy drama from Neon. Never heard. Yesterday, a, com a comedy from Universal. And Annabelle Comes Home, a horror from Warner Brothers. Right. Okay. So, Fro, um, you get to pick which half of this you want. Yeah, Dark Phoenix has gotten terrible reviews already. Okay. Secret Life of Pets uh, is an animation, so that will probably do good. Men in Black is bad. Shaft is bad. And I have no clue. Shelf's played horror does good. Uh, Wild Rose I never heard of <laughs> yesterday. I've seen the trailer for it. looks good. And Annabelle looks good. Uh, Horror-wise. I actually... When we've taken away Toy Story, <laughs> this is actually a much, much horror. But I will pick the first one because of The Secret Life of Pets 2. I guess. Okay. I, I feel like Men in Black um, is going to do better than you think it's going to do. But Really? Yeah. I think it's. Okay. I think Secret Life of Pets has the gr the built-in child audience, um, mm -hmm. and all the all the children that saw Secret Life of, Life of Pets one. But right. I think Men in Black has has um, a '90s millennial audience that is going to want to take their kids to see it because they watched it when they were kids. Right. Shaft, have you any interest in this whatsoever? Not really. I feel like they've uh, remade this three times in my lifetime. Yeah. So then we have Shards play. I mean, 2019 version. I'm I'm interested. You're not. I'm guessing. I like Child's Play, the movies. I mean, the okay. the later ones were not good, but the original ones are very uh, creepy. I mean, you watch them now, and and the the doll is very silly looking, animatronics and everything right. else, but it still holds up to a degree. I mean, the horror horror elements of it. The first two, I would say, are, are good. Um, but you but as far as money goes, and, that's the yeah, only one in in my bracket. If you're picking the other one, Child's Play is the only thing I have to kind of uh, be, to hope on because I don't think any of these other I ones. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. Okay. Because yes, yesterday is based on the Beatles' music, and the trailer is fucking amazing. I think yesterday is such an underrated sleeper, mm -hmm. and I think I think uh, yesterday will win win you the bracket if 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 it wins actually. Okay. Uh, I think uh, because yesterday has the n nostalgia factor of uh, of uh, Beatles. Sure. It also has the comedy uh, factor of of being uh, a. Fucking amazeballs, good uh, trailer. The trailer looks. Uh, I, I'm, I, I was shocked. Uh, the first, the premise of it is uh, a man wakes up uh, and nobody has heard of a Beatles song other than him. Okay. And he get, he gets to take credit for every Beatles song. Oh. So it's yeah, that's the premise of of the movie, and he gets super famous and things like that. So, uh, and and uh, I think uh, there's also the age thing that we talk about, like parents will bring their kids 
to watch this because they have a relationship with the Beatles? You see what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I well, I'm. It's very possible. I mean, it's very possible. But I, I just feel like the your bracket has a way better chance than mine still. Ah, uh, really? Yeah. I, I, like I, 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 I really, I really had a hard time picking because Dark Phoenix has gotten so awful reviews. I don't really think anybody is interested in Life of Pets. Too. I mean, you say. I think Men in Black definitely has a chance. I think Dark Mm. Phoenix is, it's got to, we got to admit it has a fairly, it's going to make a lot of money. Even if it's got, it get bad reviews, it's, people are still going to go see superhero movies because they've been brainwashed that that's, that's what everybody likes now. Um, Which I think is kind of wearing off. Do you think that whole thing is wearing off now at all? Oh yeah, definitely. Do you think that that last Avengers movie, everybody went, okay, that's it. Let's move on yeah. to something new, or yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it will. I, I think I think we will know it when the new Spider-Man movie is coming out. Uh, Far from home, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's the month after. It's it's in July. Right. Yeah. I think that will be the testing ground because that's supposed to be the 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 Marvel movie after Avengers Endgame. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I I think we will see. I, I think we will see if the superhero sh- uh, movie is, is gone by then. I mean that's but pretty I, soon. I, so yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, I mean, if we <laughs> didn't take away Toy Story, we 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 both agree that will be the clear winner. Uh yeah, <laughs> it's pretty clear. <laughs> it's very clear. It's very very clear. Hey, look, have you seen any movies this week? I did. I saw a couple movies. I think both of them are Netflix movies. Um, yeah. See You Yesterday was the first one I saw. Mm-hmm. Cool. You... I've seen the same movie. Oh, really? Cool. Okay. Time travel film. Um, yep. About two kids. I don't know. How old are they supposed to be? High school kids, I guess, kind of. But they high don't school, yeah. barely look high school age. Um and they're working for they're building a time machine for their science fair and their teacher mm-hmm. is of course uh Michael J Fox which i thought was a great yep. callback to yep. back to the future uh mm-hmm. i mean a very small cameo right at the beginning of the movie you never see him again but i thought i yeah. thought that was great um it was funny yeah uh and i loved i i knew i wanted to see this just because i knew it was a time travel movie and i i Mm-hmm. Even if, if it's a bad time travel movie, I usually want to see it. Uh, this was, I don't know, middle of the road? <laughs> it was okay. I mean, I'd, uh, it wasn't really anything uh, to wrote uh, home about. The special effects were okay. The acting was okay. I, I, I gave it a six just because I think it's better than the normal like in the middle of the road movie but not 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 by much so i i gave it a 6 yeah i gave it a 6.5 so i was pretty close yeah. but it there the one thing that gave it a little extra over like getting a, a middle of the road 5 was definitely the storyline mm-hmm. elements oh, yeah. of like um try, she's trying to save her brother basically is what's mm-hmm. happening in this movie and how how t- the change in time very kind of um 
mm. butterfly effect esque kind of time change time changing. Mm. Um, there were a th- few things that are a bit bit problematic with that. Of course, when you start thinking about time travel, there's always going to be a problem with seeing yourself or seeing yourself die and then who disappears and how do you disappear and all these other things that right. were brought up, you know, in, uh, in every time travel film. So you just got to get past those. And once you do, and you just are in the, on the ride for, for the journey of the film overall, it, it was enjoyable. You know, I'd recommend it. So I give it a 6.5. I mean, I, I don't think we were even the audience for this was because this was clearly made for young teens. It's a very young teens demographic. Sure, movie, yeah, definitely. I would say, yeah, I would say that this is something uh, a fourteen-year-old would have much more fun with than to old men. Like Maybe, us. yeah. I mean, it's still a fun time travel movie. That's the other thing. If it, oh, yeah. if this yeah, yeah. is targeted towards fourteen-year-olds, they're never going to get the Michael J. Fox reference. I don't think. No. Right. No. No. Yeah, it felt like that cameo was for us, and rest of the movie were for the kids. Yeah, that's yeah, true. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like here, parents. Here you have something you can laugh about. Okay, now rest of this movie will be for kids. The other thing <laughs> I kind of really enjoyed about it, it made like um, I don't know, uh, working with computers kind of seem cool in this, right. especially like the one. I think he's a Puerto Rican guy. Who's like mm-hmm. supposed to be kind of the jerk guy, but ends up basically saving everything because uh, he just has this innate ability to work with computers. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. in a way, that that I liked about it. What did you see this week? Uh, without, without spoiling it, uh, what did you think about the ending? I mean, that like I said, the storyline elements of it are kind of the best part. Um, Right. Again, if you think too deep into it about time travel and you go, well, how the hell would that even happen? But as long as you just right. don't think about that and you just go with it, then it's fun uh, because it. this also is – it's not just about time travel. It's also about uh, race relations. Family. Yeah. Family, race relations, uh, cops – the race relations between cops and uh, African-American people and, and, and everything yeah. else associated with uh, that and the city how the city is like i was watching it and they actually did a good job of kind of um getting the feeling of the city there's a part where they're going up mm-hmm. the stairs and they're trying to get away from the puerto rican kid and there's all this old wow. guy sitting in the background like watching him and looking at him like why are these kids fighting each other but he's not doing anything about it and i was like wow this this actually is they did a good job of cap- capturing the the essence of this uh, scene definitely uh, what else I watched this movie? Um, uh, this week, sorry. Uh, uh, I saw a documentary movie called Running with Beto. About Beto O'Rourke's run against uh, uh, the serial killer. Um, <laughs> Alleged, alleged uh, <laughs> allegedly his dad was a serial killer, I think it was. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, the serial killer Tom Cruise. Uh, Ted no, Cruise. Uh, sorry. Ted Cruise. Ted Cruise. What you said Tom say? Cruise. <laughs> oh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> you know what? I think that's that's an unconfirmed conspiracy theory as well that Tom Cruise is a serial killer. I'm sure he is. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> sue, sue us, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, a theory. Yeah. See? 
everything we say here is a joke. <laughs> anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, no, uh, this made Beto O'Rourke uh, look like a decent uh, human being and not a uh, rich uh, posh boy uh, that cares about his family. And uh, I was shocked how much he can swear, for example. Uh, this will do him good in his presidential run, I think. I think this was very good timing by Amazon and uh, by the. This came out. Or... This came out like a month ago or two months ago, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I, I it came it out like when time. he initially started running. The thing about him, Fro, is he basically has stopped campaigning completely. He's announced that he's going to wait and re uh, reannounce his uh, his campaign. Because it basically right. fell off. Um, he he's not doing any numbers right now, so yeah. Right, but uh, yeah, no, it, it made better Rourke like uh, look like a decent human being, and I didn't think he was. So I give it a seven. Yeah, a seven. A very very very. Very uh, uh, low seven, almost a six point five. But I can't give it to six point five because I thought it was better than six point five. So it's almost a six point five, but a seven. <laughs> yeah, this came out three months ago. It says okay. That's what I'm reading. Yeah, yeah but uh, running would better. Amazon, if you have it, watch it. I saw the perfection uh, horror movie on Netflix. Oh, I heard about this. It is, <laughs> I mean, I kind of liked it in a way, but I also hated it oh. at the same time. It's very strange. It yeah. I gave it a five because it was super in the middle, Okay. but I don't know. What did you hear about it before I go into it? I guess uh, I heard it was extremely propaganda. Oh, really? What did you, what kind of propaganda did yeah. you hear it was like? A right-wing propaganda movie, kind of. Really? Okay. I didn't get that at all. Um, It definitely seemed like if you... you, This is a movie... If you really hate men, you'll love this film. That's the only way way to put it. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Um, But you gave it a five? Is it a very Me Too movement uh, horror movie? Oh, I'm not farther, farther to that, way farther. Like, uh, it. If you were to implant murderous thoughts into the Me Too movement, then that would be this movie. <laughs> Killer movement. <laughs> right. If okay. If the Me Too movement suddenly turned into some kind of uh, rebellious the gorilla church. gorilla war yeah, group. Yeah, that yeah. would be what this movie represents. Yeah, um, I, I don't want to ruin anything about it because I, I still kind of want you to see it, Fro, because it is. I don't know. I think this, it, as far as a horror movie goes, it would be up your alley. Some of the storyline yeah. stuff is very interesting. The acting is pretty good, to be honest. Uh, the yeah. set design is pretty awesome. But yeah, the, there's some weird propaganda-y stuff going on in here that uh, it just it it feels too i don't know forced you know what i mean like sometimes it's okay to have a film that's about a certain subject but this is like it's a horror movie and then they just threw this agenda in there because they wanted it in there i don't know 
it just feels a little forced into the story. So, yeah. Other than that, I thought it was okay. I, I mean, it's middle of the road, five, but I still want Fro to see it. <laughs> okay. I tell you what, I will watch it uh, for next week. Okay. What was it called again? The Perfection. The Perfection. Yeah. Okay, are you ready to see another horror movie? Yeah, at least the trailer for it. What are we going to see? Ma, trailer. Ooh, Octavia Spencer. Ma. Some people fit right in. It comes effortlessly. It must be nice. Excuse me. Can you buy oh, some booze for my house. friends and I? Here's my girl. This never happened. Hey, oh, oh, you guys want to party like rock stars? Follow me. Cool basement. You're free to do whatever you want down here, but nobody go upstairs. This is so sick. Nobody go upstairs. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing weird about that. <laughs> nothing weird about yeah. telling somebody. Oh yeah, don't go in the bread door. You can do whatever you want, just don't touch the red door. What? Love, Ma. You know where the party is. How did you get our numbers? Ba -na 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 -na. I love Octavia Spencer, though. What the hell? She's such, such a good actor. <laughs> I can't speak. I can feel those big doe eyes watching me. Yeah, this looks really good. Luke Evans. I like him as well. What you did to me, it never goes away. How does it feel to be on the outside looking in? This is the most fun I've had in a long time. I can't wait to see this fucking movie. Yeah, it looks really good. What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? If I don't say that, it doesn't feel like it's been a good week. A lonely middle-aged woman befriends some teenagers and decides to let them party in her basement. But there are some house rules. One of, one kid, one of the kids has to stay sober, don't curse, and never go upstairs. They must also refer to her as Ma, but as Ma's hospitality starts to curdle into an into obsession what what's what uh, what begins as a teenage dream turns into a terrorizing nightmare all right mm -hmm. it's got a 6.1 out of 10 on imdb 57 percent on rotten tomatoes two out of five on common sense meteors and uh if uh, people are a little confused why we're not talking about massachusetts because ma is actually uh, the short Shortening for Massachusetts. Did you know that before this week? I didn't. I I one hundred percent did, but um, <laughs> I am not American. <laughs> I was wondering if it was that, if you just found that out, or or if you thought that this movie was about Massachusetts before you knew what no. the ma the movie was about. You're like, oh, no, a movie no, about no, Massachusetts. No. Okay, must be like no, col no, colonial no. England kind of thing happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking, oh, this is about the mother. <laughs> that's the that's the first thing I thought about. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah, go into uh, some reviews. Yes. You go first. I went to the Facebook, which actually is technically the Bloom House Facebook, because they didn't have a, a dedicated Ma Facebook. It just was the Bloom House right. Facebook. 
which is actually kind of unusual. Uh, usually, they movies will dedicate, but uh, let's start with Blossom Ma- Mazza. Saw it Friday, loved it. Octavia Spencer was amazing. Nick Gallo says, great movie. Slow start, but when it got good, it got really good. Uh, Joshua Rainey says, great buildup, and then they fumbled the ending. But Inchi Masalino says, you never knew what was going to happen next. Great cast and great movie. So, it's kind of a mixed bag of... uh, Mostly good stuff on the Facebook, but there were a few uh, kind of people who were like, the ending wasn't good. That's what a lot of people were saying on there. So, mm. uh, Daniel H. gave this 3 out of 5 and said, I feel the movie was incorrectly marketed, have, relying heavily on the horror elements, when the fact is it's more of a trailer. It was a solid uh, film, a good performance by Octavia Spencer, but more of a slow burn and not in your face torture film as the trailer would you lead to believe. That's hard for me to say, lead to believe. Uh, Michael S. uh, gave it also three out of five stars. The movie was good three uh, uh, quarters of the way through, developed enough suspense and excitement for the final scene. However, it took a quicker cutaway out and just ended in an easy way, not originally. Uh, Saints gave it 4 out of 5 stars. That's pretty interesting. A bit of a slow start uh, ending is meh, but worth a watch. So, a lot of people saying the ending is not as good. Yeah, I actually kind of got spoiled from the Facebook. So if you, don't go to the Facebook if you don't want to be spoiled for this movie. I didn't completely get spoiled, but I I got a little spoiled on the Facebook. People were ta- you know, there, people are talking back and forth about the the ending because that was kind of the big thing people were talking about on there. And I kind of mm-hmm. saw a little. I ended up going down a post and seeing a little more than I wanted to see. I guess is the best way to put it. Also coming out this week is Rocket Man, a movie directed by Dexter Fletcher with Tyron Agerton, Jamie Bell, uh, Bruce Dallas Howard, Max Gross, Richard Madden. It has 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, 90% of the Google users like this movie. It is about uh, uh, Rocketman is a biological movie film with some fantasy elements based on the life of the magician Elton John. Did you say the magician? I did. He's not a magician. I but I meant to say ma- magical uh, mu- mu- musician. Mu- mu- musician. Okay. Musician. Okay. Sorry. I was like, eh, he kind of dressed like a magician sometimes. I mean, <laughs> I can see how you could get confused, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What other movie come out this week? Yeah, the Godzilla there, King of Monsters, uh, came out this week. Members of a cryptozoological agency, Monarch, face off against the, a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who collides with Mothra, Rodan, and, and his... Uh, ultimate nemesis, the three-headed king. Uh, I don't, I don't. How do you say this? 
Ghidorah? Mothra? Oh, Ghidorah. I guess? Oh. Sure. Ghidorah. Uh, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, those are all super different. 6.8 yeah. and 40%. 48% on Metacritic, I guess. Uh, directed by Michael Dorotry. Uh, starring Millie Bobby Brown. Well, <laughs> is it Millie Bobby Brown from uh, Stranger Things? Yeah. Yeah. The girl from Stranger Things is in it. Yeah. She's cute. Oh, and Kyle Chandler. He's the guy from what, that CBS show about the newspaper that shows up a day early. Right. Yeah. Uh, also, actually, an underrated uh, show. What was that show called again? Early edition. That was a, Early edition. That's right. It was from like the nineties, but it was a very good show. I, it, it's underrated. Yeah, it's totally underrated. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, do you know you can get the book at audibletrial.com/slash another digital citizen? That's audibletrial.com/slash another digital citizen. If you go there, you can uh, sign up. Um, but when you cancel, you don't get to keep your book. That's the sad part. Yes, you do. Hey guys, what? Nice. Oh, no. Yeah, you, you do. don't pay for it. You, you don't pay for it, and you get to keep it. That's right. How is that possible? Uh, you, you, ah. you just don't. You sign up, and then you cancel your subscription, and you get to keep the book. Pretty simple stuff. <laughs> wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> like I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm pretending. I'm pretending. <laughs> uh, uh, references nobody else but us two will understand. And people from the uh, 70s, because I'm pretty sure that's when that, <laughs> that was on. Right. right. Yeah. I bought, I bought a book this week, uh, The Society of Sword uh, Trilogy by Duncan M. Hamilton. Uh, it is very long. It's 31 hours. I really recommend it. Uh, it's called... It's uh, described as Game of Thrones meets uh, The Three Musketeers. <laughs> um, so, I really recommend it. It's called The Society of Sword Tri Trilogy. And it's uh, complete on uh, Audible. And you get to keep it. Even if you cancel but why would you cancel? Because Audible is fucking amazing. Okay, anything else you want to plug? Your other podcast, maybe? <sighs> is there another podcast? Oh, wait. Yeah, go and listen to <laughs> that wrestling show with Bill and uh, Fro uh, from Norway. I know him. Um, uh, go and listen to last week's, especially where... I made a lot of enemies talking shit about uh, Double or Nothing. Right, that's what something we should we didn't go into. Uh, John Moxley on the Jericho podcast. Oh, so amazing! Well, it was very interesting. I mean, it's mm. not. I feel like it's stuff we all knew, but just hearing it confirmed is so. Yeah. I I, it's so. It just. It feels like when the, the WikiLeaks stuff came out and we found out everything we thought about the DNC trying to screw over Bernie Sanders being true. It's the same thing happened here, except it was Vince McMahon and John Moxley. Um, and it just, it feels very vindicating to be like, we've been saying, I've been thinking this or saying it all the, all this time that Vince is the big problem. 
and he just confirms it to everybody, basically. And at, at the same time, it's pushing AEW, which I think is a good thing. I mean, I'm sure that podcast did massive numbers. I'm I'm sure as well. Uh, some news that we didn't cover. I like to do it here. Uh, Europeans' first underwater restaurant opens in Norway. The view of it is fucking amazing. Uh, what else did we not cover? Uh, Kirsten Gilbert said Fox News had to be responsible for uh, the election <laughs> and for the truth and facts. Uh, yeah, that's going to work. Norway. Yeah. Norwegian carbon uh, emissions is up. Uh, James uh, Holzsetter of Jeopardy uh, suddenly lost, and everybody's all of all up in arms. Because of that, I watched uh, Je- Jeopardy just because of him. Right, I, I was so. gonna say it. This is like one of those things where people don't really care about Jeopardy until something happens right. like this, and then it's been on for so long that just it's kind of a staple of America. But most people, I think, don't watch it. I, I haven't seen any of this or whatever. So, right, I did. Uh, I felt him, and uh, it was very, very like anticlimactic the episode he, he lost on and I was like whoa <laughs> been gone going on for so long and suddenly like he lost everything in YouTube well uh, I'm amazed that we have not talked about this but uh, the feud between brother and brother have you uh, gotten a whiff of this are you talking about the KSI Deji stuff I am talking about KSI versus Tetris. <laughs> right. The, these guys have feuded before. This is not like a new thing. They're, I mean, no. It kind of is, but I've made they've made like diss tracks years ago on each other. So I, I just think this right. is, it's it's not real, is my opinion. What do you think? Uh, I don't think it's real either. Uh, one of the reasons why we didn't cover it in the beginning, because this is the part Jeremy only listens to. Uh, so... <laughs> Hi, Jeremy. Uh, but uh, but I, I I feel I feel like it, it, it's go, gone over the part where this year is the year of tea for YouTube. Do you agree with that? Like especially May. Like everything in in May was like controversial, uh, uh, controversial, controversial, controversial after controversy. And it felt so fucking like irritating, and now, now it's like, whoo! This thing—it just amazed me that people bother. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I wouldn't it's say it's the whole news. year. It's been this month that's been the big month, um, and I'm sure it's gonna die down here pretty quickly. I think it was a trend that people, some, like I said two weeks ago, some of these people were just getting in on the trend it wasn't real it wasn't real beef between people or anything like that but once they saw so much attention getting drawn towards people who were having real uh, beef with each other then they want to create fake beef because they think they're going to get uh, views and subscribers from it so i mean the jake paul stuff that was a clearly something fake and i think this ksi oh, yeah. stuff is is the same deal they went oh this is what's getting views on youtube right now let's do it it's just like 
those same people, they're like, oh, Fortnite, it's getting views on YouTube. We're going to let's play Fortnite now. Mm-hmm. And they, they just, they roll with the trends, which, I mean, in a sense, is a good business move, but it shows how little they actually care about what they do. They just are there for the views. Yeah, I know. It's sad. Uh, we watched this video about this girl. Was it last week we watched it? I want to say it was many weeks ago, maybe like three weeks ago, almost a month. Okay, uh, and she tried to uh, eat a she ate, in a... She ate it in two minutes last time, if you remember. Right. Yeah. And uh, she wasn't satisfied with that, was she? Apparently not, because this was just posted last night. She ate the burrito, the same burrito, same. it looks like the same exact restaurant, to be honest. Uh, yes, it, it looks like the same shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, in 86 seconds, so... Over 30 seconds off the last time. So let's go ahead and watch this really quick. Yep. I have it ready. Are you ready? I am ready. In three, two, one, play. One, go. And sheets. Oh my god. This is. I'm wondering if it's going to be as messy or if she saw the video last time and went, maybe I won't be as messy. Yeah. It's a lot cleaner so far. Oh, 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 oh. A little she almost ripple. lost it. That's a lot yeah. of guacamole right there. Oh, it's seeping on her hand. Man, they look how much the guacamole cost- they put on that thing. <laughs> I love the customer in the background. <laughs> she is kind of looking fun. over like, what is going on over there? Yeah. This is a lot cleaner. A lot cleaner of a, of a burrito eating this time. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's still, still messy. I think cleaner would make it faster because then you wouldn't have to clean it up, clean up the scraps afterwards, right? You want to be clean. It seems like that would make it more efficient. Because last time, if you remember, she had to clean all that crap up off the table. There's way less on the table now. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's much, much, much less. And it feels like she's eating it uh, in a better... She planned it out better. Do you understand what I mean? Right, maybe. She had a better... um, um, aspect. Well, her hands are look. Now she, yeah, she's a little bit covered. Inserting. Okay. Wow. One minute fast. twenty-six seconds. Yeah. Yeah. One minute and twenty-six seconds. Okay, I think we. Yeah, we can stop there. That's again Nella Zisser. We we said her before, but I uh, recommend right. that YouTube channel. She's she's pretty good at what she does, and it's very interesting to watch because it's like. Where does that food even go? It's crazy. Yeah, she's uh, she she's not like a fat person like me. She's a skinny little nothing. But she must have a big stomach. That's the only explanation, really. <laughs> Maybe she only has a very big stomach. I mean, That's they train so themselves that like you can train yourself with water. I think we covered this in the like way long ago, but you, they do like water training where they just drink like a lot of water all at once to expand their stomach to like to actually make their stomach bigger. It's, mm-hmm. it's like there's training that goes into it. So, <sighs> anything else we have uh, forgotten to cover before we go? There's this From one this thing that's happening here in, in Oregon. Uh. They, the bill, the house, uh, Oregon's house passed a bill on last Thursday. Uh, they want to curb the production of marijuana. 
uh, because it says from the governor, the governor says the harsh reality is we have too much product on the market. The supply is running twice as high as the demand, (laughs) meaning the surplus from last year's harvest alone could be a roughly 2.3 million pounds of marijuana is what they're saying. The, the surplus, not, mm. not, yeah, that's equivalent to about one billion joints, is what the Liquor Commission said. Uh, this is interesting because, uh, you know all those people who said, well, if we legalize marijuana, everybody's just going to be smoking marijuana all the time, and remember those people? Mm. That before marijuana's legal, at least here, peep, that was the big argument. If we legalize marijuana, everybody's just going to be going around smoking marijuana. Nothing's ever, everything's going to be go to chaos. Well, clearly, not everybody's just smoking marijuana because we can't even sell all the marijuana we have. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. It seems like it's a little. Um hyped up maybe the other problem is that uh, at least california i think is trying to do it right now is or maybe it's washington one or the other is there is no interstate sales so if it's grown in oregon it's sold in oregon um and you can't sell it to california or sell it to stores in california so if we fix those laws where we could take our product and sell it to Washington and California and other legalized states, then we could do something with the surplus. But the government here is just saying, nope, we can't do do that. We need to just curb production because there's way too much marijuana. Yeah. Uh, there's a election in Denmark going on today. Uh, I really? don't know if anybody cares. No, but, I, uh, yeah. I, I didn't uh, even know it was happening. No, uh, but uh, uh, it looks like there's going to be a new prime minister uh, uh the red uh, party block is winning in denmark and uh, we will probably get our youngest prime minister in denmark a female candidate um, so that is interesting um there is uh, something going on in the united kingdom called the cricket world cup look i'm i'm sure you are super interested Oh my gosh, I'm seeing something breaking right now. Oh no. And it's about Joe Biden. Another bad thing oh. about Joe Biden on the show, breaking. Oh, again, yay. How did this happen so fast? <laughs> Apparently he's, uh, there's a problem with, he put out a climate change thing, and apparently it was plagiarized, and not they didn't cite the sources from where they plagiarized the information they got out of their uh, climate change thing. Oh my gosh. This is bad because in the past, Joe Biden's run for president before, Fro, if you didn't know. And he's been, uh, in his past elections, uh, he was accused of plagiarism during his speeches from people like John F. Kennedy. So this could be bad for him. Uh, Then there was a very, very boring football match uh, against Liverpool and the Spurs, uh, Tottenham Spurs this week, uh, the Champions League. It was won, won by uh, uh, Liverpool 2 0. That was a atrocious, boring match where it was a penalty after 30 seconds. And I'm not fucking kidding you. Uh, and then at the end, it was a goal. Hmm. Other than that, yeah. So, what will we cover next week, you think? Maybe some Trump news? He's going to France. I know that. Yeah, well, I just read something just now that, uh, I think it was Ireland he was going to. 
I think he's mm. going to play golf in Ireland at his, like, you know, his resort there. Uh, and that the farmers there have been told not to uh, mow their grass. That the police have said mm. it's against the law. And it might have something to do with that giant giant penis we covered at the beginning of the show. <laughs> from. Uh, I'm betting we will say something about Julian Assange because that's a recovering thing we always cover. It seems like it's our new Nazi treasure. I honestly did not think it was going to come up this week, and then everything happened in the last two days. So yeah. Uh, uh. Any uh, anything else? Uh, did you see the guy pee on the Rogan podcast? With Ari? No. I think it was Ari Melber. The last podcast. No. Uh, he just peed in a jar right on the podcast. <laughs> Pretty funny. Okay. It's, I mean, it's not a first for podcasting. I mean, you watch it and tell me who did it better. Whoa. What was that? I, saw, I lost a, a jar on the ground. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. You tell me who did it better, uh, this pee on a podcast or other peas on a podcast we've heard in the past. So. <laughs> pee in the pod. Okay. Uh, from... <laughs> so oh, we didn't even do everything we're doing next oh. week. We only we're just on news, oh. right? Uh, yeah. We're doing. Oh, we're not doing what if episode three. We're doing the rest of what if. Yes. What else are we doing? Uh, we closed it. We're okay. We're <laughs> because I closed the run sheet. We're doing su the summer TV premieres, which actually kind of starts yesterday, oh, yeah. uh, technically, but we're uh, the next week. And a half, basically, are a lot of new TV shows coming out for the summer. So we're going to cover all the new TV shows for the summer coming out. And then we're going to do another digital review of something called Late Night, which I have no concept sounds... of what it's about. I'm going to guess that it is a hangover ripoff. Hangover ripoff, like... okay. Yeah, Doesn't maybe. sound like that? Yeah, I mean, you yeah, you could I mean? go that way with it. I was thinking it was going to be about like a talk show host, like David ah. Letter, late night with David Letterman. Yeah. Ah, okay. We'll Ooh, see. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Chris <laughs> was correct. Okay, uh, from United States of America. His name is Luke. My name is Ro. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs> <laughs>